como el agua será que llueve en el cielo. Cabrón. Te quiero porque quiero que me quieras, porque como tú no hay nadie más What's the best thing about being a woman? Probably having tits. Definitely having an ass. Like there might be a boob and you like you calm down. It's like stress relieving. Yeah. I feel like if a cop like pulls you over or pulls you up or something, then you can just like cry and look pretty. And I think the best thing about being a woman is that pussy is globally accepted as a form of payment. Wow. Okay, biggest turnoffs. Biggest turnoffs. Attitude. Um, what kind of attitude? You know, snobby, bitchy type. Give me an example. Like, if you're sitting there complaining about everything, okay. you know what I mean? That's just negative energy. Like, yeah. I mean, it, you complaining ain't gonna do me no good. Do you like black girls? Of course. And I'm just like, bitchy me. Attitude me. Complain a lot. Me. I guess I'm not his type. Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s, is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. What's going on, everybody? It is, I'm close to the screen. <laughs> Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. I got money. Shout out to the Coach Gang for being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to our pregame Valentine Simp pregame show. All right, this is the wake up show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We're back here for another week. I love the weekend because it gives everybody a chance to catch up on my streams um, because I know I'm working overtime. And then I get a little bit of rest, recuperation, and then I come back with that full energy, man. Shout out to you in the morning. 
We got the coffee. We got a definitely a Super Bowl hangover. And uh, there's some Kaylee hangover as well. All right. So it was a long day, long night. All right. So anyway, shout out to the Los Angeles Rams. Shout out to the Los Angeles Rams for winning the Super Bowl. Uh, that's the second Super Bowl for the city of Los Angeles. The first was by the Los Angeles Raiders. Shout out to them Raiders back in 1983. All right. I know it was a long time ago, but they were the L.A. Raiders. So that was the first L.A. Super Bowl. So the Rams picked up after about 80 years here in L.A. Finally got y'all one. Congratulations. Uh, not without a little controversy. Uh, the referees was swallowing a whistle the whole game. But, of course, down in the goal line, they want to blow whistles. You know what I'm saying? They want to throw flags. All right. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. They start raining. It's raining flags. I was like, bruh. Some of those flags were legit, but they missed about five or six, ten false starts. All right. So I don't know what to say. All right, I don't know what to say, man. Shout out to, you know, the, the Cincinnati Bungles. They bungled another Super Bowl, by the way. They're good for bungling Super Bowls, too. But uh, it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. <laughs> Shout out to that game. Maybe I'll talk about that on the Coach Greg Adams Sports Show. All right, on the sports show. But anyway, man, we, we got this is a very important and very important show for men today. Um, I hope this finds a new man. I hope a new man comes up and watches this show. All right. And so um, this show is for you. This is show is for you because here's my this is what's going to happen tonight. You're watching this on Valentine's Day. All right. Or maybe you're a lonely guy. Coach, I get so lonely. I can't wait for anybody to own me. All right. There's some lonely ass dudes out there. Shout out to the Lonely Men's Club out here. All right. And, and I just want to say as a, you know, as just a, as a preface is that I ain't lonely. I got penny and peace leave at my access, you know, and uh, I'm not bitter and hurt, you know. Mm. <laughs> All right. So uh, today, more men will get finessed tonight. More men will get finessed tonight than on any other night during the year. All right. There will be a cumulative effect of men getting finessed. All right. Tonight. All right, tonight is the night that the men get finessed. All right, and there's several ways you're going to get finessed, but we're going to talk about the ways men get finessed and how to avoid it. All right, but the flowers and the candies and the chocolates and the cards are going to get raining. I mean, men spending money on useless things tonight in order to please their woman. All right, that probably has even never given them anything. All right, or or he's trying to get into their good graces. Typically, young men, they're nervous. They've been told what to do, pull out chairs, put coats over puddles, buy flowers, all to get the uh, the value that the woman actually is going to give. And so shout out to Loud Pockets on the Cash app, lonely boys in the hood, in the, in the house, lonely boys and the nasty boys. But the guy's all nervous. He's made reservations at a restaurant that are going to serve four dinner entrees at $85 a plate. All right, he's going to wait in line. Every, all the simps got to, you know, gonna, the, the restaurants are basically going to put you in. You got an hour at your table. Get in. Here's the food. We're going to warm it up. It's already pre-cooked. We're going to warm it up. $85 a plate. Choose these four entrees. That's what you're getting. Get your ass in. Get your ass out. All right. You're waiting in line with your docker pants and your, your, white, your white shirt. And you're standing there. These young men are all nervous trying to do the right thing and say the right thing. Nothing feels right. All right, nothing feels right. I mean, he's like, this whole thing feels ridiculous. And she's sitting there waiting for all of her treasures to fall on her. This is obviously a woman's day. 
And so she's waiting for the flowers. She's waiting for the diamonds. She's ready for the, the ring and the proposal and the candy and the cards and the teddy bears. And then she's thinking, you know, if you do a good job, I'll give you some peace leave when I get home. Mm. All right. I give you one piece of peace leave. Now, it, it's just a one piece of peace leave. Now, I, guys, if you haven't had that piece of peace leave, you know, what you're going to do is you're going to get finesse tonight. You'll get finesse. Yeah. You in your monkey simp suit. All right. Looking all goofy, ill fitting. You bought it off the rack at the men's warehouse. No tailor, not tailor made the fit. All oversized, looking all goofy, sleeves all hanging over your arms, shirt all untucked. And then you're trying to do best so you could be the good man. Oh, you're such a good man. And you got all this nervous energy. Your palms are sweaty. All right. You're realizing, what am I doing? You're going, what am I doing? This just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like it's worth all of this effort, but you're doing it for your special lady. Now, older men are going to get caught up, married men, running to the grocery store to get their last bit of flowers. I better get some flowers or my wife's going to be bad. Mm. <laughs> and you're sitting there going to rush some flowers to her so she can do what? Let them die right there on the kitchen counter. Mm. Now, if you got you a nice young lady that you didn't, violated in every way every which away yeah you know she wants to feel like a pretty woman that night i can understand but you're running to the store to get some flowers for a woman that you've been married to for 10 20 30 years acting like this is going to be the make or break of your marriage because all she's going to say is i'm not happy you didn't give me no flowers you didn't give me no new peace leave either mm. okay all right. So you want new flowers. I get you some old dead flowers. All right. Like you gave me that old dead piece leave last night. Mm. All right. But why am I going to rush to the store so you can feel good about this little Valentine's Day at this guy at this age, guys? Valentine's Day is a kid's holiday. Valentine's Day is for kids. All right. And I actually broke down what Valentine's Day is and what it meant and where it originated from. I did that on Friday stream. So if you want to know. I already broke it down. I'm not going to break down the dirty, the dirty details of the real Valentine's Day. It has nothing to do with what you think it is, but you're born in traditional culture of Puritanism. All right. Holidayism, commercialism, and you're going to do whatever you need to do to go out there and buy an $80 bouquet of flowers that originally cost $20. Now it costs $80, and now it's going to sit there and die. <laughs> All for what? Like, marry, marry guys. I'm going to ask my married men out here. What are you getting for that $80 of flowers? All right. I'm just going to ask. Hold on for a second. What, like, what are you getting? This day, this day is for children. You know what I'm saying? Remember you used to give the little Valentine's Day cards to all your friends. You know what I mean? The classroom makes Valentine's Day card. And then you put the little sweetheart on the end of it. You hand it out to everybody. That's what Valentine's Day is. That's what Valentine's Day is. Now, once you get out of sixth grade, Valentine's Day is over. Mm. It's over. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it really doesn't mean what it means, but you're going to get finessed tonight because you're going to fall for it. And you're going to fall for all of the commercialism. You better make your girl happy by getting her a candy gram. Mm. All right. So more men are going to get finessed tonight than any other night of the year. So we're going to get you prepared for what you're going to get finessed for. Not just Valentine's Day, but in general. In general, we'll talk about that. But let's do the Super Chats. I appreciate y'all for being here early in the morning. Let's get into it. 
Classy Beat says, happy money day, coach. Let's get it. Shout out to the coach gang. That's what we do around here. We go get that money. I got money. Swing Out Museum says, howdy, coach and the coach gang. We're in here. Warhammer says, sipping needs to die out. It's about time. Nah, nah, it ain't gonna die. Simps don't die. They multiply. All right, simps don't die. They multiply. And listen, listen, listen. If you're a simp, this is not a... um. This is not a um, negative thing. You know what I mean? Everybody's, we all have simped. I'm just one of the people that know, that watch me. I've simped. Everybody simped. All right? If if a guy tells you they've never simped, I'm telling you, man, ne- never listen to that person. We all fall in love. We all hear the, uh, I miss you. I'm talking to you, baby. I miss you. Dun, 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 dun. Everybody. You know, gets that R&B song, you get sad, you get lonely, you get curled up on your pillow, all right, watching the moonlight shining right on your face, and you're thinking about your girl. You was like, I need a girl who's mine, all mine. I need a girl in my life. All right. <laughs> Somebody said I was sipping. What was I sipping? Oh, yeah, listen, we all have sipped. <laughs> And so when you simp, you realize that you get snapped out of it. All right. You got to snap out of simping, but that might be your only card. So let me just talk to the men. Simping might be your only card, right? Because you can't be Chad or Tyrone, right? You can't be Pookie or Ray Ray. You can't say this. I got money. You can't just get the best piece of peace leave and pay for it for a day. All right. You just refuse to do that. You're like, I don't see any point in doing that. And so you say simp is easy. Simp is the easiest way to do it, right? Mm. But it's literally the worst way to go about getting uh, desirable from women. I mean, you're you're going to get the least desire from women. All right. You're going to get it. And that's you. <laughs> you're going to literally it's the worst way to go about things. But listen, it is. That's neither here or there. If that's the way you have to do it, that's the way you have to do it. I can't tell you anything right here. Shinobi Styles, Shinobi Styles says Boudet bungles. All right. Oh, bungles. Our Bengal fans, man, where's DGEPB? He ain't here this morning. He was here all last week and all through the playoffs, but he quiet right now. Where all them Bengal fans at? Boy, y'all was hurting tomorrow, tonight, last night. I don't even know what day it is. Uh, Simon Small, thank you for being here, sir. Got my cup of coffee. Coach Junior, shout out to the Valentine's Day simps who let their girl take out Pookie and Ray Ray on Valentine's Day with their credit card. Wow, free agent for life. Ooh. I know you guys are going to definitely um, find out that you ain't the one tonight. You ain't the one. Oh, I have plans. Oh, shoot. A lot of girls are going to find that out, too. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I'll be out here juggling. How does they call it? Plate spinning? All right, but everybody knows their place. All right? You ain't getting no run today on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, uh, let's see here. Tommy Bryan says, what is the best thing about being a gump? You get to slide in Brittany Renner before she stick you for your paper. Dig in your heels and hold the line. Wow. Yeah, a professional gump. I hear Cam Newton saying he would not slide into Brittany Renner's um, DMs. I didn't see the whole thing. I only saw the clips. And remember, most people only see the clips. They're not going to watch the whole podcast. So we're just going to judge by the clip. 
Mr. Speed, I found out a guy I went to church with had an affair with his boss's ex. She finessed the guy into deleting his boss. Whoa, my God. He's doing life in prison, free agent for life. Oh, oh, that's rough. That is rough. Oh, my goodness. Like, I don't know how you guys get finessed into deleting another man for a piece of peace leave. We got to talk about this really quick. Lee, really quickly. I know that desire's there. We got we to gotta talk about this. Let me play the sad music for the gumps here. Uh, gumps, I know. There's times where it's difficult to get a couple pieces of peace leave. I realize it. And uh, what happens is you jump through all types of hoops and hurdles and able to overcome this desire, right? And the desire weighs heavily on you. It actually works against you in nature. Nature knows this. So a lot of you young gumps will at one particular point between the ages of 18 and 30 completely throw your lives away for one piece of peace leave right i and i get it and and it has value but what you don't understand is you don't understand the power of the post nut clarity all right this is a very important lesson for you guys to learn see what you value before you bust is gonna have less value after you bust and you don't realize this and so this is what they pray against on you and this is the art of female manipulation is that they raise the value completely high for this particular thing which to them it means absolutely nothing until they realize you put an extreme value on it and then they raise the value so high and thus what you do is you wreck your life you wreck your life chasing this desire. And I know there's ways around it. And I've given you plenty of solutions around this. But I know you're going to do the dumbest thing. You're going to do the dumbest thing. You're going to give up your time. You're going to give up your interests. You're going to give up your goals. You're going to give up your passions for a little bit of stank on your finger. I know that's what you're going to do. And then until you realize that it's just stank on your finger, that it can be gotten for the little smallest nominal fee. It can be gotten for least time. It can be gotten by doing push-ups on a daily basis until you realize that thing doesn't have the value that you believe it to be. You cannot turn your life around. So you, you young men, you old gumps out here, I want you to come forward into the congregation. Turn around and tell everybody that you've overvalued a piece of peace leave. You've overvalued and turned over your life to this desire, this addiction that you have to something that she carries around that's stinking in between her legs. I know that's what you're doing. Tell the whole congregation. Tell them. Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> All right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let them know, man. Y'all tell them, Lord. Yeah. Let's, Lord. Yes. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough for a young men to understand that. It's just a little stank on your finger. All right. Like, y'all be going around trying to take it from girls and take it from women and doing all kind of things, man. Post-nut clarity is your savior. It's your savior, your Lord, or whatever you want to call it. It's your holy trinity, the post-nut clarity. It's the holy tr trinity of words. Understand it. Before you leave tonight and go to your $80 dinner, all right, what you need to do is rub one out. Rub one out. I guarantee you, you'll cancel Valentine plans. <laughs> You'll cancel Valentine's plans. All right, hold on for a second. I got to do this part of the show. Sorry, Super Chatters and everybody on the Cash app. As well as XL Pro Services says, play hard or go home. 
Um, let's get this. Let's get this part up. This is the important part right here. The broken social contract. Okay, so there's a social contract that says that that basically says this. This is where you're gonna understand it. The social contract works like this. If I do this, if I do X, Y should happen. If I do this, that should happen. Okay. And we've been learned, basically, we've been told that if we do these things, then this thing should happen. But ultimately, men end up doing these things to get the desires of women or the pleasure. But in exchange, the other thing doesn't happen. There's no reciprocity. The other person doesn't reciprocate. And they basically say, well, that's part of the game. You know what I mean? That's just how it is. I don't owe you anything. Now, they normally say this after you've already made the investment, right? Some people will tip their hand and then they will do, say this beforehand. Well, just so you know, just because you're doing this, I don't owe you anything. They never, they rarely ever talk like that prior to you investing. Now, as the years pass, you will be able to ferret this out. You'll be able to say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, you should be able to. But a lot of people don't. And then the, what happens is you do these things and then afterwards they say, well, I don't have to do my part. I don't have to do my part. And thus, this leads to mistrust. This leads to mistrust. So romance, the idea of fantasy and romance says that I heap on attention, money, energy, attention, time, resources, uh, whatever it is. I, I, I put effort forward for a woman, i.e. pull out chairs, i.e. Put coats over puddles, i.e., pick her up and take her out in court, et cetera, et cetera. And now the result should be something should happen, meaning there should be, I mean, sex is one thing that could happen. Or, or stay with me, everybody. Doesn't have to be sex. It could be intention. Intention should happen, which means she knows that I'm intentionally interested in her, and then I'm making my intentions are being uh being put out there. And she should understand that, well, this should be a time for me to be what? Exclusive. I should be working towards exclusivity, meaning this person's taking me serious enough to pull out chairs, enough to put coats over puddles, enough to pay for dinner dates. That is a part of the social contract. There should be some reciprocation. But people are violating that part. What they're saying is, well, I owe you nothing from you making this effort. That's just you making this effort. And not only that, I didn't ask you to make this effort, which is misleading, right? It's kind of misleading. They say you decided to do those things. I didn't ask for it, which is misleading. They're asking for all men to make this type of effort, right? That is actually put into the social contract. See, that's in the ink. It's in the fine. It's not even in the fine print. It is in the contractual obligations. Hey, I'm doing these things because socially, this is what most people would assume everybody would do at the beginning. But then Somebody says, I don't owe you nothing after the end of this. See, this is how you lead to mistrust. And then eventually this guy will find out. Um, this guy will find out that she's not exclusive, that she's doing several dinner dates, that she actually has a boyfriend or she has a man at home or she's married or she she's giving away what you're doing. Like she's giving away for free what you're making effort for. So that's a violation of the social contract. See, those type of things that people do is manipulative. And if you say you don't owe anyone for doing these things, well, someone shouldn't do those things for you because they don't owe you that. 
But you don't have this in our culture. We still have men should pay for first dates. Men should pull out chairs. Men should be gentlemen. Men should be doing this. And then on the backside, they're violating the social contract by rewarding the guys for doing none of that. That's a violation of the social contract. And the social contract is broken. Ladies, it's the same thing for the five ladies that are watching me. If you give your body to this man, you will automatically assume that this man should stay with you for a period of time. Unless you make it clear that you don't want him to stay with you. But then the, but then post-nut clarity happens, and then the guy sees you for what you are, and he realized that he overvalued you, and then he bounces. He bounces. He gets out of there. He's like, woo! Damn, he's like, that midsection was a little bit more ravaged than I anticipated. I still hit. I still busted. But I got to go, right? And so in, in women's minds, they're like, that's not fair. I gave you my body. Well. Ladies, he owes you nothing. Ladies, you see, you did what you were supposed to do based, the, based on the social contract. But according to you, you owe him nothing for doing what he does. And thus, I owe you nothing for doing what you did. Mm. Oh, it don't sound the same, huh? It don't go down the same, do it. Now you're like, no, 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 no. That's not right. See, I gave you my body. Oh, baby, but I gave you my time. I gave you my resources. I gave you my attention. I gave you every damn thing. I sent myself down to the lowest common denominator simp. And guess what? I was willing to give you my body, but you said, you don't owe me nothing. So the, con the, 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 con the con what do you call it? The contract is busted. And we have a lot of mistrust out here. A lot of people misleading people. A lot of people finessing people and manipulating people. The no-fault divorce is a broken contract. The no-fault divorce is a broken social contract. And so a lot of people are getting into marriages and they end up, the person just pulls the plug. Hey, you know what? I have a no-fault divorce. I don't have to say why I'm pulling the plug. I'm just going to pull the plug. Now, they're pulling the plug for an incentive, right? They, they either want to be free. In these streets. All right. Or they want to be um, they want to get rid of the husband. He's a, he's a nuisance now. Um, and all of these things. And then she runs off. She drops him off at the family court pay window and she collects based on how long the marriage is. She can get alimony support or child support or something where she can package up as a revenue stream. And so the no fault divorce is a broken social contract. It wasn't intended. It wasn't intended for that. It was intended for people to get out of marriages that were abusive, that had affairs, that had financial abuse or any of these things that people come up with. But people can get married and say, well, I, he was just my starter husband. He was my starter husband. Now I know what I want to know. Now I'm going to be able to get a second husband or live my life and do a Hail Mary. And whatever you want you. and then you get to play this thing off where where all of a sudden you you've uh you uh you've hoodwinked and bamboozled and finessed a man okay and so this is where we are the social contract of relationships dating and marriage is broken and until it's altered really nothing's going to happen here all right i've often suggested that people return back to courting instead of dating i've given you solutions even as a person that doesn't date or court I kind of want to see it repair, but I know it's not. I know it's going to burn. I know this is all going to burn. This is, there's no way. I'm Coach Adamus. There's no way we can recover from this. Although, 
some of my five ways of uh, returning back to traditionalism is actually coming true. <laughs> All right. And I'll I'll wrap it up by saying I've predicted that there's only five ways that we return back to what you would call, quote unquote, normal. This is not normal. We lived in a fluffed up, entitled society. We are held up by uh, a couple of agendas and a couple of lobbyist groups. You know, they dictate which way we go. If they happen to pull the plug on everything, everything would fall apart in a matter of 28 days. In 28 days, we would be at the bottom of the barrel. All right. And so you think you have freedom and independence and you really don't as men and women, men and women. But I said the only thing, the only way we return back to what would be a sense of normalcy. That okay, is a, a world war. I said World War Three would return things back. Now, we're on the brink of that as of today. We're on notice. We're on notice right now. We're, we're literally on notice of World War III right now. Um, I said an economic collapse of epic proportions. I mean, you're seeing the, the CEO of Moderna uh, basically uh, sell all his stock, delete his Twitter, and run with the bag. Got to get my bag and run. All right. One of the biggest heists in American history occurred between the years of 2020 and 2022. Uh, we're going to see the end of that, and that's going to result in an economic collapse of epic proportions. We're on the brink of that. I said a plague, and I actually predicted this before we hit this particular uh, so-called plague. I said a plague, and we're pretty much we're on the cusp of that. I also said that we would have a religious awakening that could turn things around. And then I said massive immigration and or terrorism. So we're on the brink of four out of five of my areas right now. Okay, it is what it is. That will that will repair the social contract because it will return everything back to reality. Everybody would say, hey, we're down to sticks and stones at this particular point. What do we do? OK, we're down several thousand people. What do we do? We, we're down to the lack of protection. What do we do? And that's where we are in society. That's where we are. Anyway, shout out to the coach gang. I'm going to uh, take that down. Because a lot of people are trading value in a marketplace where they're getting nothing in return. This leads to a finesse. Okay. This leads to a finesse. What you want to do is you want to trade value for value. Value for value is the trade. But what people are doing is trading value for no value at all. Or they're trading value for low value. Okay. People are trading value for low value and then patching it up and saying, well, I'm making it. I'm skating by. Right. And, and you're not skating by. You're actually trading, you're actually uh, adding low value to yourself. You're actually bringing in the demons of low valueism and low hanging fruit into your life, right? Or some people trade value for something that has already been given for free. Like the person puts a heavy price tag on something that they, which was a free item last night, right? Mm. So CEO, CEO, hey, that is CEO. Coach EO says that value for value. So um, and and uh, Tommy Lauren was talking about that value for value. So if you're if you're putting a steep price on which was a free item previously, that is finesse. That is manipulation. That is actually like 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 if you went to a store. If you went to a store and you saw previously that the item was one dollar and you showed up, showed up the next day and it's ten dollars, you would go, what the hell? Mm. <laughs> you would say, why is this so expensive? Well, supply and demand would be one reason, but they simply could just put the price tag up. And if any goofball is willing to pay the price, then what happens is there's a demand for it. There's a demand for it. So let me take that down. 
Many people are trading value for no value in return. That is a broken social contract. And people are using this social contract. They're manipulating it and they're breaking it over, over and over. And then people wonder on why you're not having success. All right, where are we at? Kaylin Ferguson, what's up, coach? I'm a happy man to say the least after last night, but my Super Bowl winning safety, Taylor Rapp, proposed after the game. Why? He felt good. Guys, never make promises when you're happy and never make something else when you're sad or when you're mad. I can't remember what it is. Okay. Somebody says, this guy should be on fresh and fit. Huh? <laughs> I've been on there like four times, maybe three. Go look up. <laughs> oh, man. Who is that? That was a girl? This guy should be on fresh and fit. I've been on fresh and fit. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've been on fresh and fit before they were big, and I was on fresh and fit after they were big. I like when people come in and think I'm brand new. Where's, where's she at? Come on, man. I'm an OG in this game. They come in here thinking I'm brand new in here. Oh, this guy's in here trying to be like fresh and fit. <laughs> I've been on there, bro. What are you talking about? Oh, that was a woman? <laughs> that was a woman. All right, there she is. Yo, I'm an OG in the game, baby. All right, don't come in here and treat me like I'm a new booty. I ain't brand new up in this mug. I've been up in here. I put my, I paid my dues. I paid my dues. Or up here. I owe nobody nothing in this mug. All right. I'm original in this damn thing. I'm not the original, but I'm an OG in the game. I, I yo, don't play with me. <laughs> People come in here. You're trying to be Kevin Samuels. I'm like, <laughs> anyway, I am new and relative or uh, uh, in relative to the people who've been putting in this work. All right. But uh, <laughs> somebody will find me on, on TikTok. Look at this guy. All of a sudden, Kevin Samuels comes up and everybody wants to be a Kevin Samuels. I'm like, oh, Lord. And I know that bugs the shit out of content creators. I'm telling you, man, content creators hate that. Like that have been doing this for five, six, seven, eight years. They cannot say that's the one thing that will set them off. <laughs> They will go in there, be in here six, seven, eight years, and then somebody will show them, see, oh, gosh, the Kevin Samuels effect. <laughs> God damn. Then they get pissed off. Anyway, if I had a suit on or if I put a cap on, a blue cap, where are we at, man? <laughs> oh, where are we at? Oh, but uh, he said the Super Bowl safety proposed. Hey, what is the, what is the quote? Never make promises when you're happy and never make something when you're angry. I can't remember what it is uh, because what you'll be is you'll, you'll end up messing up. So he was happy. He was euphoric. And then he made a lifelong promise because he was happy that they won. I can't remember what the phrase is. Here it is. Esteban says, never reply when you're angry. Never make a promise when you're happy. Never make a decision when you're sad. Right. That's what it is. Never make decisions when you're angry or sad. You don't want to do that. Like you really want to always say this stoicism. You really want to sit back and relax. You know, you would you you want to look at it and go, let me see if I can come up with a solution before I get angry. 
Never make decisions when you're angry. Never make promises when you're when you're happy. And so he was happy and he made a promise that eventually once the euphoria of his happiness wears down, he stuck with the promise. You always should be neutral. And, and, and guys, I'm going to tell you, I got a situation where my dog crapped all in their cage. She had diarrhea, came home. My son was here before I came home, called me up. Hey, the dog's crapping in the cage. Whoa, what the hell? And I couldn't imagine. I was like, clean it up. <laughs> my son was like, no, I ain't cleaning this up. I was like, it's just poop. Came home, it was diarrhea. I was like, oh. So I sat there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Going through what am I going to do? Clean it up. I don't have a water hose. I'm like trying, trying to figure it out. I'll just order a new cage. All right. That's when I arrived at that decision. I just wanted to order the new pan. Then it evolved into the pants just as expensive as the cage. I could have the cage here on Amazon Prime. Then I figured out I'll just Swiffer it. <laughs> I was like, oh, Swiffer and, and, and water. <laughs> you know what I mean? But 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 it took that stage of going through solving problems. You got to solve the problem first. And most men don't solve the problem. I don't have a backyard. No, I don't have a hose. I live in, this is California. He asked me, did I have a backyard? This is California, man. Californians don't have backyards. <laughs> California don't have backyards. Even if you have a house, you don't have a backyard. You got a sliver. You got like a sliver. You got like a side. <laughs> we got a patio and a garage. And that's it. All right. They got land. This land's expensive here, bro. Backyard. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see here. And by the way, they they removed all water hoses uh, back when they had the, what do you call it? The drought. Like you can't find a water hose port. They removed all the water hoses in the drought. Like stuff, man. You know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy. California's crazy, man. Yeah, like you can't, like you can't connect the water hose anywhere. Like if your house was on fire, you'd just be asked out. Cali don't have backyards unless you moved into an old house. You'd have to move into an old house. If you move into a new house, you ain't got no backyard. Yeah, they control the water here. So you can't have, like, if you, like, I would probably have to buy a water hose, but probably nowhere to connect the damn thing. It's crazy. All right, so what did we get off on that? Yeah, Adrian Paul TV, shout out to the coach game. My only date, me, myself, and the Ski Mountain spending money, but money well spent on myself. Men don't make a mistake tonight. Don't make a long mistake. Don't make a long-term mistake tonight. All right, these girls want you to make a mistake. Uh, Randy Bill says, Coach, I got into some dumb-ish last night. Just go ahead and give me the buzzer. Mm. How bad was it, Randy? How bad did you get into some dumb-ish? Francis Beloyo says, I choo choo choose the free agent lifestyle. He says, take me out with the Biden coach. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> yes, indeed. My man S. Dami says modern houses in California being built like townhomes, three, uh, three stories tall, no backyard, no front yard, neighbors both sides, and close. Like you can open your window and touch the other drywall. <laughs> California is a mess, dude. I don't know, man. And the property value is never going down here, so it's... 
you're stuck. You're in a catch 22. If you don't buy a house now in California, you're going to be priced out forever. That's why people are moving. That's why people get the hell out of here. Let's go ahead and put this right here. Oh, wait a minute. Is that what I wanted to do? That's not what I wanted to do. That's not the tab that I wanted. It didn't save the tab that I wanted. So let me do this. Let's talk about finessing. This is what we're going to do now. Let's talk about the finesse game. I'm going to put this up right here for everybody. Uh, let's see here. Finessing. What does finessing look like? Look like. Now, here's what has to happen. Put a question mark on that. Let me save that. Let's show it. All right. Here's what has to happen on the finesse. Now, just because you participate in Valentine's Day doesn't mean it's a finesse. Doesn't mean it's directly simping. So I just want to let you guys know that. Although most people do simp on, and extraordinarily, right? They, they go overboard. They go above and beyond the call of duty. They don't really need to do all of the stuff they're doing. They just think that they're, they're doing the right thing. So here's the rules, right? According to what we talked about earlier, men, men trade value for no value at all. All right, you're simping for something like you're trying to get something by impressing her um, and you get nothing in return, which they say is a part of the game, which I think is a broken contract, social contract, or you trade value for low value. You basically say, I have nobody high value to do anything with, so I'll do it with a low value person. And I'll give this low value person what I would give a high value person. So you would take this person out to a nice restaurant and she's lower value. Like, why would you do that? Like, you don't have to do that because no one else was going to do it. No one else was going to do it, sir. This is what men have to understand. Whatever commitment that you're about to make to a woman, I want you to ask yourself, is anybody else going to do this commitment? And that's you. Just like when you date older women in my age. Oh, I got a funny story about this. It could go off just a little bit. When you're my age, women my age, there's no one else competing for them. Like they want you to compete for her, right? They want you to do all these things. I want a man that does this and that and this and that. You have to just wait patiently and say, is anybody else doing this for her? And the answer is, nope. Nobody else is doing it. Like you're st not stepping in front of anybody in the line. Now, there's guys wanting to bone her. There's guys that are probably saying that they will do these things, but they're not going to do it. Nope. So you're doing it for a low value person. And I'm going to do a quick story. I was in Starbucks. A gentleman walked in. He was in good shape. And I was like, oh, you're he was in his 60s and he had his 60 year old woman, girlfriend, wife with him. And she looked pretty good for her age, too. She was a California bolt on, well preserved, Botoxed up 60 year old woman. You know, she had her hair done and all that stuff. And I saw the guy. I was like, oh, it looks like you've been working out. Pause. Right. I was just giving him a compliment. I didn't compliment the bolted on 60 year old woman. I figured the guy needed a compliment because he's probably overvaluing this woman. So. And he was like, thank you, man. Yeah, I've been working out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool. And he was like, yeah, you've been working out. Yeah, I've been working out, blah, blah, blah. And then guess what happened? He started talking about my beard, and we started talking about aging and all of this stuff. I think he said he was 67. And I was like, oh, I'm 46, right? And so, and then, and then he was talking about my beard and the gray hair. And he, he had, and so we're talking about that. And he was like, oh, he's like, I bet you, you date older women. He said that. He was like, oh, I bet you date older women. Now, remember, he has his 60-year-old bolt on, overvalued California ironing board Becky wife with him or girlfriend or whatever. And she's watching this. <laughs> she's watching me going back and forth, and she's standing closer to me. She's actually standing in between me and him. 
He was like, I bet you, you date older women. And I was like, nope. And I said, I actually don't date older women. <laughs> I said, as a general rule, I stay away from older women. <laughs> and she was looking at me like. <laughs> she was looking at me like. And I was like, I keep it between 18 and 28. At first, she was engaging in the conversation. But then when she heard me say that, she was completely checked out. She was like, yeah, she was staring at me, Martin Lutherly. She was like, oh, we going here today? She was looking at me like, she was like, whoa. All right, because here's the deal. Most men don't declare these things in public. Most older men don't declare these things. It's actually, um, you know, blasphemy to actually say that. And as a black guy... <laughs> As a black guy to basically put standards, she was she was stumped. She was like, <laughs> she looked at me like this. She was like, what? Then she looked at me like this. <laughs> she was like, how dare you? You got standards? What? <laughs> she was done. Then she was like, okay, yeah, all right, break it up, break it up. She had to come in and did. <laughs> I was like, I don't date no older women. Hell no. I stay away. <laughs> I was like, I stay away. They got to be young. Junior college young. Fresh on the yard. Fresh off the yard. Here we go. If I'm going to put in the effort, y'all got to be fresh. Fresh off the yard. Anyway, this is just me. You guys don't have to live this way. You guys don't have to live this way. But it's just me. Guys, there was a time that I did that, by, by the way. There was a time that I did that, but not anymore. All right. I just can't do it no more. Now that I've been at the junior college. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> I can't. I can't go back. All right. So the point is, what does finessing look like? We'll get back to the show. Uh, the rules are you have to come away empty handed after trading value. So you traded a value, money, energy, attention, or time. All right. And then after you traded money, in energy, attention, or time, you left empty handed. All right. So um, uh, guys, guys would say tricking is um, uh, getting finessed. And I would say, no, he actually got the one thing that she valued and she put a price tag on it. Right. I got money. And so he walked away with the one thing he, that she valued by he put, he placed value on that. He walked away with that value, right? So in coach EO's terms, that's value for value. How did he get tricked? Now we'll talk about that later. There's an extension to that. There's an extension to that, but he paid a price for it, which is the cheapest price that anybody could pay for it because you're paying in excess of that price by doing any other exchange of value. You're going above and beyond for that piece because guys, let's just put it frankly, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for access to her. Nothing else. I don't want to hear about companionship and friendship and conversation and all. I don't, yo, I don't want to hear all of that. All right. You're you're paying for access to her. Anything that you do for her, you're trying to access her. Whether you do it quickly or slowly, that's what you're trying to do. You would let's just say this. If you took, if you took sex off the equation, if you took that off, would you do anything for her? The answer is nope. If you said the possibility of sex is not going to be there, did, did somebody just talk about the possibility of sex? Shout out to Alan Roger Curry. 
All right, I didn't mean to go there, but I'm I'm going there. If you took that possibility completely off the table, you would do absolutely nothing for her. You would put zero interest in her. If she said up front, there's no way you're getting anything, you would do nothing. You wouldn't proceed to trade any value for zero. You wouldn't do it unless you're an idiot and you're like, oh, I'm going to figure out how to finagle my way. You're an idiot, all right? Same thing in marriage. You're married and you're telling me, well, I'm with her because this and she completes me and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Okay, if you took away sex from that marriage, are you still doing it? The answer is nope. So what are you paying for? When you trade value for her value directly, you didn't get tricked. You didn't get finessed. She, that was what she had, and that's all she had. And she gave it to you for a nominal fee. It's the cheapest way around this thing. Right, but that's neither here or there. The second rule is you had to pay for something and got nothing in return. So it's the same thing. You paid for something and you got absolutely nothing in return or very little. Or what you got in return wasn't worth what you paid. So you went money, energy, attention, and time. You went three dates. You took her out for three dates. And then by the time you took her out for the third date, by the time the fourth time you met her, she came over. She laid there like a Carl Jr. star. Everything that uh, she was a busted Pillsbury biscuit can, what you what she advertised wasn't exactly what you what you thought. You know, once she took off the jeans, stuff started puffing out and curves and curdles and, and cellulite and whatever. And tigers, you know, uh, soggy areas. It wasn't what you thought. And then you realize you overpaid. That's a finesse. That's a finesse. That's a flat out finesse. And a lot of women are disguising their bodies, which is that's what you're putting forward, ladies. You can boil it down. That's what you're putting forward. And if you're tricking people into believing that they're getting something of value, and then when they come at, wait a minute, you presented me something else, but it's not exactly that. That's a finesse. Okay, so let's get into the possibilities here. Do I have tabs for this? No, we'll just do it. Dinner dates. Dinner dates. We'll do dinner dates and we'll do super chats. So we're not going to belabor the point on a dinner date. Um, Let me see here. Let's do this. So right here, you have the tender, tender swindler, all right, in which a male manipulates a woman and it becomes illegal, right? What he did should be, should land him in jail. So the woman manipulates the man, I'm sorry, the man manipul manipulates the woman and everybody cries out so much so that the women that, that got manipulated are launching funds, uh, what do they call it? A GoFundMe. They launched a GoFundMe so people can feel sorry for them to clear the debts that they made themselves. This is how women operate, right? They're always going to return to victim status. This is the damsel in distress. It's crazy, right? When men get manipulated, if I get drugged to family court, do I get to create a GoFundMe to clear off my debt and my marital debt? People say, well, you picked her, you married her, and you got to live with the consequences. These women need to live with the consequences, right? All right, so let's talk about the 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 the, uh, the 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 what do you call it? The foodie call. We'll talk about the foodie call. When do women date men for free meals? So you have this event going on where women are saying, "This is what they'll say. This is the finesse. They'll set up a date with you. You'll set up a date with them, and then there's no real discussion on who should pay. Everybody just assumes. Well. According to the social contract, the man should pay. That's what everybody operates on. Well, men are going, well, why do I have to pay? Because 
if I pay, she owes me nothing. So I'm getting nothing. So she should at least pay equal. There's people having that conversation. I used to have that conversation, but it's useless. I'll just pay directly for the peace link. That's what I want anyway. All right. So let me just pay for that. <laughs> right. I got money. But people set up dates and the woman will claim that she would pay if she asked the man out. So they'll say, I would pay if I asked the man out. That's the rules. The man is going to pay only if the woman asks a man out. But we all know women don't pay for men normally. They'll pay for a Chad. They'll pay for a Tyrone. But you're the good guy. You're such a good man. All right. You asked her out on a date in a traditional model based on the social contract. And guess what? She's like, I don't have to pay. You asked me out. That's basically what she's going to say. And so she's never going to pay for someone like you because you're trying to simp your way around getting access to her. And she knows that. So she's going to potentially do what they call a foodie call. So this is what's happening here. And I'll read briefly. Everybody knows what it is. It's right here. According to traditional dating etiquette, when a man meets a woman he finds attractive, he invites her out to dinner and entertains her at his expense. This is called prostitution. That, that would be called prostitution as of 1900. But by, two, by, by two, the year 2000, this is called a date. It's understood that by accepting the date, the woman is signaling her romantic interest in that man. And this is false. According to the broken social contract, the woman accepts the date, but she might not like the guy. Sure, I'll go out to eat with you. You're paying, right? So this is, the, this is where, in tradition, if she said yes, then we're now going to proceed towards courting and exclusivity. But does that happen? Nope. It doesn't happen. She basically says, I'm going to break the social contract. I'm going to break tradition, although... You're going to follow tradition. I'm not going to follow tradition. I'm not going to be interested in you. I have no interest in you, but I'll go out on a date. You see what I'm saying? This is, this is what happens. In the 21st century, however, dating has gotten far more complicated. You mean rotten. This is especially true for those who still cling to traditional notions of dating dynamics. You mean prostitution. As they become targets for scammers, a.k.a. prostitutes, who want to, who want to gain the system. Women who do this, they're gaming the system. If you have no interest, you, have no, you, should, you should not be showing up, but they're gaming the system. And they're trying to go a roundabout way by not saying women. It says, and they become targets for scammers. You mean women. All right, let's call it what it is because men aren't doing foodie calls like this. And it says, who want to game the system? One example of this is what's known as a foodie call. And it says here, a foodie call occurs when someone accepts a dinner date, even though they aren't romantically interested in the suitor just to get a free meal. Although the idea of foodie calls have been discussed in the popular media for a while now, these researchers are the first to scientifically investigate the phenomenon. And uh, I won't go into it, but they're basically saying here. Um, this person. Has a uh, uh, has high scores on the constellations of personality traits known as the dark triad Machiavellianism. Uh, psycho, psychopathy, psycho, I don't even know how to say that, but anyway, narcissism. It said, of course, the old article of uh, over 1,000 women completed questionnaires to, that assess the following, fruity call frequency, dark triad, gender role beliefs. And what happens is the person that does this type of finesse typically are using traditional values, 
you should be this and you should be a gentleman. You should do this. You should do that. You should do this. And then at the end of the day, you're such a good man. You're such a good man. And then she invites a Chad over to do uh, to give away what she had put value on. She give that man for free. Now, I'm not complaining about this. I just chose not to participate in this type of event because it happened so much. And this is a finesse. A lot of people tonight are going to get finessed this way. A lot of people tonight are going to get finessed just like this. This is a finesse. So you traded value and you got little to nothing in return or you got lower value. You just got a pat on the head. You got called a good man. And you'll hear this. You'll hear this. You'll hear that woman say, after you do those things, after she said a man should do, after she put these standards on you, you'll hear her say this. I've never had a man that's taken me out to a nice dinner and bought me flowers and taken me to a hotel with put rose petals on a bit. This woman will literally say she's never done. What? So, so after you did all that, after she said a gentleman does this, a man's supposed to do this, a man's supposed to, she'll literally come back and say, nobody's ever done that for me before. <laughs> like, what? How do you, well, how did you know a man was supposed to do that? Well, you're supposed to do it. And at the end of it, she'll say, I owe you nothing. That would be a finesse. That would be a finesse, all right, just so you know, because she said you got to do all those things, and you, and she and, and then you did it, and then you still got nothing from it. Flaking is a finesse, and flaking is what uh, uh, more or less women do it. We're going to say women do it more than men, although I'm sure women get flaked on. Uh, men are going to show up more than women are going to show up, but women flake, and then they believe that they should be able to reschedule their your date, right? Hey, you know what? I know I'm calling an hour prior, or I know I'm running late, but something came up. Can we reschedule? Can we have a rain check? Can we do? A lot of you guys go through this, <laughs> okay? Why do you go through this, <laughs> right? So a lot of you guys go through this, go through this, and you think, I didn't lose any value. You lost extreme amount of value. You most of the time had to prepare for this date. You made preparations. You might have done reservations. You might have thought long and hard of what to do on this date to entertain her like a dancing monkey, right? And so you plan today. Hey, let's meet up on Friday. You're an idiot. You meet a new person on Friday. You're an idiot. All right. But anyway, that's neither here or there. Maybe we'll do a show on that. You gave up your one prime evening for this person you planned, you thought, hmm, you racked your brain. What should we do? Should we go mini golfing? Should we go to an art museum? Should we go skydiving? Should we do? Should we do? You thought of this for three or four days. Ah, I know what we'll do. You'll send her the itinerary. <laughs> okay. You'll send her the itinerary. Meet here, do this, do that, wear this, wear that. Uh, this is how I do things. I give them explicit instructions on what to do to see if she'll follow the rules or she'll try to change my plans. All right. If she does either one of those, she can't follow the rules or change my plans. You're out. But anyway, you'll send her the itinerary two hours before prior. 
oh, you know what? I can't make it. Something else came up and you're going, what else could come up? I planned this. You confirmed it. I, you confirmed this morning, yet here we are. And so what came up? Well, she could have had her period. Period came up. Periods come up. She might not want to discuss that with you, but the period came up. She got a better offer last minute. Her girlfriends wanted to go out. Chad wanted to come over. Her ex-boyfriend's in town. She doesn't want to discuss that with you. A better offer came up. But she's going to say her grandma died, her dog got sick. What are those things up? But the reality is those things aren't true. Those things aren't true. They happen to die on Friday night and you got to go to the hospital. Very rarely true. But a better offer came up. She got her period. Um, you gave her, un you were unclear about the instructions. So you didn't give her the details. And she said, oh, the hell with it. Why go out on another date like this? All right. Um, she changed her mind. Women can change their mind about any damn thing. She changed her mind. You know what? I don't want to go out. I wanted to go out, but now I'm here. I don't want to go out. She having a bad hair day. She had nothing to wear. She was like, I was getting ready. I had nothing to wear. Okay. A TV show was coming on. She's backed up on her DVR. She didn't confirm. She didn't see value in spending and wasting her time. She felt like, ah, well, you know, I don't want to screw the guy. So I'm going to flake. Now, these things happen all the time, right up until the moment that she has to leave the door. She'll have all of these thoughts. Mm, you know what? Well, mm, ah, nah, never mind. Because she knows she'll have another opportunity with someone else. This is a finesse. This is a finesse. And I think people who do this, they violate the social contract, and then they wonder why they're having problems on the dating marketplace. So women who flake are oftentimes the worst at dating. They'll have the worst results in their life because they treat men bad over here and they want to be treated like a princess over here. Right. And they have the illusion of choice. And they'll say, I'll have an endless choice of men forever, which is not true. And so I can treat these men like dirt and then treat, expect to be treated like God over here by these men. All right. So let's take that point down and do some more super chats. All right. That's what a finesse, that's what a finesse looks like. Some of you guys are going to get flaked on tonight. Some of you guys are going to get, um, you guys are going to trade value for no value in return. And they're going to call this dating. They're going to call this dating. This is not dating. What you're doing is prostitution and getting nothing back in return. All right. That, that's not a date. <laughs> you paid up front. And then you got nothing but a pat on the head in return. No, 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 no. I should, at the very minimum, Get a hint that you're serious about this dating process in which we're going to work towards exclusivity. If I'm dating someone now, I don't date people. So I'm past this point in life. All right. I got but if I'm going to date you, we should be working towards exclusivity. We should plan the next date relatively soon. Oh, I'll see what I'm feeling. I see, you know what I mean? And then they ghost you or you ghost them. This happens. That is a finesse. You traded value for no value in return. You traded value for low value in return. That is a finesse. If I trade value for value, that's not a finesse. People will say, people will say paying a girl directly is a finesse. And it's not, but we're going to get to that in a minute. We're going to get to how you get finessed in that situation in a minute. But that's not a finesse. She had one value. She had one. She literally had one value. And guess what? I got it. For cheaper than you're going to get it. 
Oh, man. Uh, where are we at here? Shout out to Brandy. Sorry, you got into some dummies. Rory's in the building. Roar! <laughs> Rory's in the building. Uh, martial art, oriental medicine. Good morning, coach from South Florida and the Keys. Careful with the shatans and energy suckers. He says, take care of your kids. Enjoying the free agent lifestyle. God bless. The free agent lifestyle, man, it is the it is the best thing that ever was invented. And I'm the author of the free agent lifestyle. Get it. My man, and then you can get it in audiobook. It's um, I can't pronounce my man's name here. Pause. We're gonna call you LT. Let's call you LT. I gotta thank you, coach. Keep speaking the truth, man. Appreciate you, sir. We're we're speaking the truth. I know people don't like this truth because it's waking you up. Stacy Johnson says, Coach, I bought candles. You bought candles. Give me the buzzer. Wait, so mm. hold up. <laughs> what kind of candles did you buy, bro? You bought candles for her? What did you get, though? I see. That's what I want to know. What did you get in return? Jim Jackson, coach, that $80 in flowers allows me to keep the half, keep the other half of my stuff for a complete. Wait a minute. He says, coach, that $80 in flowers allows me to keep the other half of my stuff for a couple more months. No flowers and gifts equals a one-way ticket to family court. Now, think about that. I hear what you're saying, and a lot of married men know this, right? But. Why does $80 in flowers have to keep the relationship going on, right? But that's a resource, right? Flowers is a result of a resource traded. You trade it, you know, all we doing is bartering, but we use tokens to barter. We use the cash, the fiat currency to, to barter. And it's basically a promissory note, all right? And you, that's basically what you're doing. You're trading a promissory note that is backed by the Fed. But you use value resource to create that 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 promissory note. So you're trading that promissory note in for flowers, which you created some value for it. And then you gave it to her to do what? Keep the stuff that you promised. And this is the game you guys play. This is a finesse. And we're going to get to that. Modal Surf says, boys to men said simping ain't easy. Yes, they did. Simping is hard, guys. Simping is hard. It's not that easy. People think, well, I'll just simp or I'll just do the. It's the worst way to go about things, guys. It's the worst. Rational irrationality. The only Valentine's Day bending over I'm going to do is them bent over rolls in the gym. Saves me $200 and a headache. Price is wrong. <laughs> All right. Eric says, keep them veins ice cold, coach gang. Keep them ice cold, guys. And you know what? I, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, when you take this approach, women actually respect you a lot more. They don't respect simps. And that's you. They don't respect simps. That's the worst part of simping, that women don't respect you. Like, if you take a woman right off the rip and you start simping, <laughs> she ain't going to respect you. She's just going to be ready to run all over you. But if you came in, veins ice cold, all right, told her what it is, she's going to be like, well, at least he told me what it is. They actually like that. Smack them on the ass. Women hate simps. Bruno, right? They hate simps. But what do they do? They use simps. That you're useful, as they call it, useful idiots. Why do you think the whole bad boy thing and the nice guys finish last? All right? In their DNA, is called the respect gene. And the respect is normally either out of fear or fear of loss. 
It's either out of fear of the man or fear of losing that man. That's why that's why it's there. That comes from us just keeping them away from the saber tooth tiger. All right. The saber tooth tiger is about to chaw on that ass. All right. We was like, don't chaw on that ass. We'll fight the tiger. Right. So she's like, I respect that guy. Or I respect losing that guy. He wasn't here when the saber tooth tiger showed up. All right. But you come around here. I love you. You're my one and only. And the saber tooth tiger gnaw on that ass. She gone. She gone. She got it in. Andrew Green says, hello, Mr. Coach. Please, please be easy on the Coach Radamus. He says, I had two Beckys knock on my door and never happened before. <sighs> I don't know, man. This is difficult for men to grasp because the simple seems easy, but it's the hardest way to go around. Once you, again, it's the leverage thing. And everybody's going to be like, no, you're saying women are going to be just fall at your feet when you have leverage. No. But you can use it as a tool. <laughs> I mean, it's a tool. That's what it is. You don't just have the leverage and then and then you, you got to basically take it, use it as a lever. You know, you got to still use it to work work for you. But when that happens, guys, it's hard for women to just turn down dudes that have money or have 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 a leverage. It's hard for them to do it. And they start doing things for you that they're not going to do for other guys. Not all women are. I'm not promising you that supermodels are going to do it. But over time, the women will become more attractive. Don't settle. Never settle. All right, you guys will settle too early. I always tell you guys, nope, hold, hold. Don't trade that stock in yet. Hold it. Hold it. Over time, the women will get better looking, better cooperative, better submission. But you're talking about American women, so they fickle too. They're fickle. All right, hold on. This shouldn't be scrolling across the screen. You know what should be scrolling across the screen? This one right here. Wait, this one, this one. They're fickle. And I talked about that in the change in their mind. They could change their mind about anything. We allow it. When it comes to American women, I would never plunk down. And I've done it before, but I would never plunk down any long-term promises because I'm supposed to keep my promise and they don't have to. They can always wriggle themselves. I like the word wriggle, right? Because it's better than wiggle. Because wriggle means they got, <laughs> they always going to wriggle themselves out or just changing my mind. Ah, I changed my mind. And then they can become a victim, right? Your boy Scoot says one of my employees got C-19, so I'm working from home. He says, you got the big screen this morning, coach. So shout out to the coach gang, man. Is C-19 still a thing? Y'all still doing that? We still playing that? <laughs> Wait, hold up. I got to get some orange view. The entire the, the entire subcontinent of Europe gave up on C-19. They was like, bruh, we ain't doing this no more. <laughs> the Democrats are like, hey, the Democrats are like, bruh, we give up on the C-19. We already got our money. They got their bag and ran. The Democrats are giving up on C-19. That's when you know it's over. They're like, you know what? No more mandates. <laughs> hey, I told you to do Biden. They're like, you know what? This C-19, no more. You know, we're, it's not a thing anymore. They all at the Super Bowl kissing each other, holding a bag. <laughs> How dare you? Did y'all hear? Yeah, the election's coming up. They was like, you know what? These mandate things might cost us some seats. <laughs> 
the Moderna, the Moderna CEO was like, gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> They're like, you know what? The pandemic thing, we're not going to do that no more. <laughs> Y'all still doing that? I didn't know it was a thing. It's coming back though. I don't know. And then them trucks thing in Canada, they're like, all right, they ain't playing no more. <laughs> the people ain't scared no more. Trudeau over there like, all right, they don't want to play no more. Let's drop it. Anyway, uh, Pure Bama Free Man says, uh, he says, so guys still asking chicks to be their Valentine for sure. Mm. Nah, man, that's crazy. I got a chick coming over here. And uh, she was like, hey, you know, she's in the rotation. Hey, you know, I'll, I'll come over. She was like, hey, can I come over Monday? They asked me to come over when they coming over. And no, these aren't the, these aren't these I chicks. Got money. So, not them. I was like, yeah, come over. She was like, hey, uh, you know, we should grab a bite to eat. I was like, it's Valentine's Day. She was like, oh, all right. I guess I'll just stop by. <laughs> uh, Black Lander says, met another woman this weekend who dumped her husband of 30 years because she was depressed and needed to find herself was the bartender. It was the bartender or he was the bartender or you're the bartender. It's crazy, man. We're going to talk about the finesse there. ETC ready to work says, he says, good morning, coach. And then coach gangers, he says, go and get out. Your E-Trade battle ready onesies from these for these peace leave zombies, simp zombies. LOL, happy for OBJ. Yeah, sad that he got injured. But yeah, man, it's about to get bad out here. Sorry that he got injured, though. Dark Vader Stan says, thank you for what you do for men. Salute. This is vital information. Link says, men like men. He says, men like man said on the Friday call-in show. He says, after today until the 28th of this month, take advantage of their nature and stock up on peace leave. Have fun, Coach Gang. Shout out to the Coach Gang. He says, Coach, you the man, Sean. Shout out to you, Sean. We in the building, man. We keep it real. You can use their um, you can use their nature to your advantage, although I don't believe in manipulation. I believe in just straight up telling them the truth. Guys, you can get far by telling the truth. I know simps just want to lie. What should I say to her about this? Tell her what the hell you mean. Ladies, tell these guys. I know the ladies are quiet here. Tell these guys. Just tell them what the hell you want. I know women always say that. Just tell me what you want, and I would have been okay with it. That's a lie. But the reality is if you tell them up front what it is, you're going to save a lot of time. You're going to save a lot of time on your hands. First of all, I don't think you guys should be even worrying about women that much. You guys shouldn't be worried about women. Like, whatever you worry about tends to not come to you. <laughs> like, the, it's not the laws of attraction when it comes to women. Women like it when you ain't paying attention to them. Have you ever noticed that? Am I lying? They start paying attention to your ass. Damn, he ain't text me. I'll text him this morning. Good morning. Leave day ass on red. <laughs> After a while, she'll be like, okay. But that will literally get them to go, wow, he's really not chasing after me. It's the opposite how they work. It is opposite. I mean, it took me a while to get there. But I noticed the people that I ain't paying that much attention to, they literally be the ones 
interacting with me. They either they either go and say, no, forget it, or they end up being the ones that engage with me. They're the ones that text me first. The ones I text first, good morning, princess. Them girls be like. Gone. It is so crazy, but that's how they work. Guys, remember, everything we do is opposite what they do. All right, everything we do in life is opposite what they do. So whatever you think, think the opposite, and that's woman. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean they think bad or dumber or anything like that. This is what they, let me show you a clip. Let me show you a clip of what I mean. This is, this will be basically what I mean. All right, so let me show you this clip right here, and this will explain what I'm talking about because what happens is you'll think one way. They'll think another way. You'll both arrive at the same point. It might take them longer to arrive there, but doesn't mean they were wrong. They just arrived at a different way of getting to there. Let me show you. Let me show you something. See, in this clip, uh, they're both wanting to get to the other side of this pole. Man goes, I'll just take my strength and drag my bike under it. But women, they don't think that, and they don't pre-think. They don't think about having to do solutions. But then when they get to something, they're like, I'm going to show that I can make this solution happen, and I'm strong enough to do it. So here we are. They're both going to, he chose to go under, she wants to go over. Now, in this situation here, was she wrong? <laughs> she literally got to the other side. All right, she she got to the other side, but to us it was a foolish way of doing it. You're just like you you have to stare at her, Martin Lutherly. You have to go like this. You have to go. You have to go like this, right? And so, was it was it wrong? Well, she arrived on the other side. Was it stupid? Was it was it well thought out? Not necessarily. She got to where she wanted to get to. <laughs> okay. So it worked out for her. She needed some help. She was a damsel in distress. She wanted to show she was strong and independent. It actually caused me, who took a better solution, to actually help her. But she got there. <laughs> she, got, she got on the other side. So the point I'm making is men and women think opposite. And so you must think opposite in dealing with them. Like everything we do is opposite. So. Like they lie down in order to get arousal and they let you mount them. Like you would never really let a woman mount you. Most of the time it's done by request. She says, I want to mount you. You're like, all right, do this for a couple of minutes and don't break my salami. You know, don't jump up and down on it like a pogo stick, like your boy says over there on uh, your boy, the bus, Kwame. Don't jump, like, be careful, ma'am. This is not, this is actually part of my anatomy. Be careful. Okay, so. Uh, everything they do, we are givers, they're receivers. They do things you will never do. You'll be like, how about I enter and put the banana in the tailpipe? You would never let somebody put the banana in your tailpipe. So everything you do is different. Everywhere you operate in this world is different. And we just have to accept that. By the way, I love this clip, by the way. This is a fantastic clip, right? She's like, I can do it. This is like your little sister. I can do it. I'm a big girl now. I'm a big girl now. And she's a strong girl. I'm going to show it. I'm brave too. 
I'm going to weather the storm. I don't need your help. No, don't help me. Don't hold that door open. Okay, help me. All right, help me. Help me. I'll do it. And matter of fact, oh, yeah, forget going under. No way. No, I'm going to show that I can hop a fence. You know what I'm saying? Like, boy. <laughs> and I'm not trying to put that women, but that stuff happens all the time. Here, let me put up this. I'll put this up. Moto Surf says, make a clip of that. I'll get another husband, dude. Yeah, I have to get another husband, dude, clip. All right. Uh, Aaron Guy says, I've seen this anime, World Ends Harem. He says, where there's a man per two million women, if society leans towards this way, how would it function? Um, men can impregnate as many women as they want. Guys, it would take 13 men. What I think the stat is. I, I'm not sure if the stat is right, but it don't only take 13 men to, to repopulate the planet Earth. He'd be working nonstop. All right, he'd be working nonstop. And that's with a woman's ovulation cycle. Think of how crazy that is. So let's say there were a million women and only 13 men. That 13 men can populate the entire Earth. Or 30, 30 men, 30. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Journey to of the Chosen One. I think it's 30. It's something ridiculous like that. 30 women, 30 men, and an infinite amount of women, he could pregnate, the, he could populate the entire earth. He would be worn the hell out. And that's what a woman's, that's what a woman's ovulation cycle being that the egg is only present 24 hours to, to actually cycle. Somebody says it would take one man, uh, it would take one man for two million women to repopulate too. So two, 200 women, I'm sorry, 200 million women, one man. So yeah, that, I think that breaks down the stats, something like that. He could do, he could do the job. One, one salami. <laughs> Who wants to sign up for that? Didn't they have a TV show for that, by the way? They had a TV show for that. It's crazy, man. Uh, Tony Ocasio says, sub CGA buying flowers is not worth it. Uh, it's not worth today's girls. Yeah, flowers are overrated. Although, you know, if you want to sell AS a dream or whatever, <laughs> I don't know. Somebody said the thing is dumb. Yeah, why the why the last man? Yeah, it, you can. It got canceled because, you know, nobody wants to see that shit. Anyway, let's get on to the next way finesse. We'll do the last two points. And do me a favor, hit the like button. It's been a while since I said hit the like button, but we are almost at 50%. Let's get over 1,000 likes. If we like it or dislike it, I don't care. I mean, if you dislike it, it does just as good as a, a, a like. You know, I don't know if you know, but hate actually builds channels. <laughs> so if you want to hate on the show, go ahead. You're actually doing me a favor. That gets broadcasted out. YouTube be like, you dislike this? More people need to see it. Don't dislike my videos just for that point, though. Hit the like button. Oh, where we at? Oh, let's put the let's pop this back up. All right, we're talking about finessing. How do you get finessed? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the I got money, guys. I got money. So a lot of guys will go into this mold. Okay, you got seeking arrangements available. You got women finessing the system. They got boyfriends in their own seeking arrangements, guys. It is getting weird. But you guys will go do this thing, right? Here's a seeking arrangement thing here. Sugar Daddy, couple arrested in connection with the robbery during Sugar Daddy meetup in Thousand Oaks Hotel. Shout out to Thousand Oaks, California. All right, home of the Thousand Oaks. All right, here we go. And some rabbits. They got a lot of rabbits and coyotes, coyotes in Thousand Oaks. 
A married couple from Miami was arrested later uh, late week in connection with a December robbery at the Thousand Oaks Hotel at a Thousand Oaks Hotel involving a sugar daddy set up authorities say. So here's what's happening. You anticipate a value for value exchange, but something happens where you didn't anticipate. This is a finesse. So you're doing it going, I'm going to trade value for value, right? I'm going to trade value for low value. I'm going to pay directly. I'm going to get the her value for low cost. But some women are going, this is a way for me to set you up for robbery. I'm going to lead with a value for value exchange, but I'm going to rob you. This is a finesse. Something occurred that you did not anticipate. And so this is what people will warn you about by participating in this type of site, right? Or this type of connection. These women are robbing you. Listen, Ventura County Sheriff deputies responded to a hotel at 915 on Christmas Eve after a 69-year-old man from Long Beach reported that he had been robbed. The security uh, sheriff's office said in the news release, the man had met a 22-year-old woman, a 22-year-old woman on a website dedicated to matching women with men while providing them with financial support. And the two agreed to meet at a Thousand Oaks Hotel. So he's thinking he's going to get something and he got something unexpected. This is a finesse. And women are using these sites to finesse. So you got to be careful. And when they do it, they rarely commit a crime uh, unless a man's involved. In this case, a man was involved. After the two had spent some time together in a hotel room, I would encourage you to never do that. All right, never meet somebody directly and go to the hotel. That's going to be a finesse. All right, hey, let's meet tonight. Yes, I'm going to meet you at a hotel room and give you some peace leave. Uh, that is a worse way to do it, guys. That's not the way you do it. But anyway, a 22-year-old man entered after they spent time in a hotel room. A 22-year-old man entered. The guy left the door unlocked or she left the door unlocked for him and attacked the old man, taking a large sum, large amount of money and items before fleeing with the woman. All right. Uh, the couple was identified as Jonathan and Cameron Perez. Perez. Um, it says when investigators learned that the couple's vehicle was in the San Francisco Bay Area, city of San Ramon, the, set, the sheriff's office issued robbery and conspiracy warrants for their arrest. And the couple was arrested by San Ramon police at a hotel January 27th on suspicion of felony second degree robbery. So in that case, it was illegal only because probably the man was involved. All right, but we'll see. There's another here. Two women drug and robbed tourists inside Miami, Miami Beach Hotel. So the guy probably was led to the hotel to believe that he either was going to pay or get something for free. This is a finesse. All right, you can get finesse. A man was robbed after he met two women at a Miami Beach Hotel. Why are you meeting two strangers? You deserve what you get. All right, guys, when you're playing this game, you deserve what you get. All right. Peace leave is not free. Peace leave is not free. All right, a lot of people who think they're going to get offered peace leave right out of the blue. You should always be suspicious. OK, I'm not the one to jump on it. And you guys see me, you know, um, in certain situations report that you guys are encouraged to jump on that. Hey, look, you approached her. She approached you. She offered you some peace leave. Take it. And I'm always like, now. No, 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 no. That means that she's trying to finesse me. What else is going on? Remember, I was at the Mastro. I was at Mastro's and that woman, that Arizona, that Arizona uh, MILF ran up on me. 
saying, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so handsome, blah, 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 blah. And she wanted to succeed me right there at the bar. And I was like, skirt. I was like, hold on, ma'am. Relax. I don't need my salami smuggled that easily. Okay. Um, going on with the story here, the article. What happened to this goofball? It says here, the victim's sister didn't want her identity revealed, but she said, she said uh, she and her family were enjoying the night at the W Hotel Bar earlier Wednesday morning when two women approached their group and started to connect with her brother. South Beach has that reputation, you know what I mean, of this happening. She said, you just hope that you can catch them and recuperate as much as you can. Nope. She then said two girls and her brother made their way up to his hotel room where they drugged and robbed him, Cardi B style, allegedly. Mm. Cardi B, allegedly. The visitors from Canada had heard the stories, but they never expected it would happen to them. Quote, they took a Rolex watch. They took a necklace. Wait, they took a necklace chain, a cross with diamonds. They took a couple of thousands of dollars in cash, the wallets, and then they went to Ball Harbor and went shopping all day. <laughs> the crime is common. is a common one in South Florida. So all you guys running down to South Florida, you guys got to anticipate this. All these hoes is all lit in Miami. These hoes are also criminals in Miami, allegedly. Why are you walking around with a Rolex, a necklace chain with cross with diamonds? That sounds like some ninja stuff right there. And guys, this is, um, oh, it says right here, police said, at the same hotel on the same night, a victim from Doodoo Dubai was drugged and robbed of nearly $30,000 worth of jewelry and electronics. So you guys come from Kansas, thinking you're going to run up and finesse hoes in Miami, and you're from Kansas? This is why I've always uh, challenged dating coaches that lived in small markets. Dating coaches that lived in small markets don't know nothing. All right, never listen to a dating coach and they're like, yeah, here in Calgary. <laughs> You'd be like, here in Edmonton, you're like, hold on for a second. Be looking at them like this. See, here up in Edmonton, they're like, here in, hey, in Columbus, Ohio, this is what I do. Mm. Nah, man, you got to be somebody. You got to be somewhere. <laughs> I'm a dating co coach. Here in Boise, Idaho. Mm. I'm like, do not listen to these people, bro. They <laughs> he said, why y'all hating on Edmonton? All the Canadian guys like, hey, 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 man, keep it out in Columbus, Ohio, man, coach. Stop hating on Edmonton. Here in Saskatchewan, what we do with these hoes is, mm. I'm like, man, come on, man. Get some real life experience first. Because if you come down here in Los Angeles, you're going to get ran over. <laughs> you're going to get ran the hell over. Come out here. You got, hey, if you're a dating coach, you got to be from New York, Miami, LA, DC, Chicago, Atlanta. Um, and that's about it. I mean, everywhere else is a secondary market. You got to be able to go pimping in a big leagues. You got to be in the big leagues. You can't be in a small leagues, man. You can't be in a small leagues talking shit. Okay. You know, Houston. Yeah. You got to be in London. You got to be in a metropolis. 
Vegas, yeah, I mean, more or less. You got to be in a metropolis. You can't be in those small-ass towns. <laughs> Philly, yeah, Philly, I mean, that'll teach you some game. You got to be in a big, big city. You can't be... Somebody said, not really. Brothers be like, here in Milwaukee. Mm. Milwaukee? Did you say Milwaukee? <laughs> Look at the standard of beauty in Milwaukee alone. I might go to look at the women in Milwaukee. <laughs> Shout out to Milwaukee. I know a lot of people in Milwaukee. But I'm like, Milwaukee? Oh, Cleveland? Old, old pimp Max that be running around here thinking they in the Mac Daddy days in the 70s and the 80s. Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? What we do in Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm not dissing content creators from Milwaukee. I know there's one specific, but I'm not dissing him. <laughs> but you got to be in a metropolis. So, um, or it don't count. It don't count. Because you think you're in the big leagues until you get in the big leagues. You'd be like, here in San Antonio, like San Antonio, no, nah, hell no. Nah, 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 nah. Uh, so anyway, it says right here on March 29th, police said Angela Flanagan drugged and robbed a tourist at the Fountain Blue Hotel in Miami. Coach, I'm concerned about her lack of ties to the community. It says time and time again, unsuspecting victims have met someone on a night out, invited them back home or to a hotel room only to wake up with their belongings stolen. In January, two women were arrested after allegedly after they allegedly drugged two men they met in Miami Beach and stole their Rolex watches. It says Jacqueline Solis spent New Year's Day behind bars after she allegedly robbed a man at gunpoint in September of 2018. In December of 2018, a victim showed seven news cameras how a woman took his watch worth thousands of dollars after the thief slipped in a spike after the thief slipped in a spike drink but surveillance cam cameras captured the criminals on video which gives the police a chance to identify them and make make an arrest and then it says here the victim's sister you guys are a waste of humanity you know what i mean you're disgusting get a job get an education what are you doing people work hard to purchase what they have the victim system said yeah. Yeah, but 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 you got finessed. You got finessed. I mean, it is what it is. It's part of the game. And when you do stupid things, you get stupid prizes. A lot of guys get finessed and they don't report it. A lot of you guys get finessed by women and you stay silent. So you got to be careful out here. All right. Have rules and parameters for people that you interact with. Bring it to your home or a hotel room. Make sure that they caught on camera. Make sure they, that they said, I mean, you guys got to do a whole bunch of things. Make I, This is why I don't believe that you just taking women home from the bar. You don't know if they psychotic, crazy. You don't know if they setting you up. They got a boyfriend. You don't know if they running game on you. And you bust a nut and you fall asleep. You're privy to anything. They can do anything to you. All right. I'm not trying to get you guys out here tricked. Uh, let's get in here. There's. There's rules to operate here. Last one. So the idea that something happened that you didn't anticipate is a finesse. Pregnancy is a finesse. A woman gets pregnant on you is a finesse. Okay. You think you were getting some free peace leave. 
you might have paid for the peace leave. Most the time you pay, they don't want to get pregnant, but it does happen rarely. You thought you were finessing the woman. You thought you were getting free peace leave, and it turned into a pregnancy. Count how much that pregnancy is going to cost. That's how much you paid for the vagina. And that's how much you got finessed. If she just says, oops, and she didn't realize she was in the middle or the peak of her ovulation cycle, that is a finesse. <laughs> okay? Especially if it's a woman you rarely know. You guys are getting finessed like that all the time. You meet her, you banged her out three or four times in the club parking lot, and she got pregnant, and she wants you to be a proper father. You never asked her, is she on birth control? You just slid up in there raw, or you put the condom on. Whatever you did, she got pregnant. That is a finesse. In this day and age, everybody should know there's no oopsie babies out here. Everybody should know there's a 24-hour win window each month that a woman can get pregnant, and it is increased by a day or two if she is carrying other men's DNA inside her at the time, meaning they're letting off in her raw. So if there's two or three men in a two- or three-day period, that let off in her raw, then there's multiple men that could be the possible father here. And she knows when this peak ovulation is. She should know her body because it is her choice, right? If it's her body, she should know her body. And if she ends up pregnant, it's a finesse. And then if she ends up keeping the pregnancy, well, I didn't intend to have a baby with you. And you probably don't want to intend to have a baby with baby by me. You have a choice, right? You should be able to do what you want. And she said, eh, I'll keep it. That means she got pregnant on purpose, okay? And she saw you as a mark. That is a finesse. <laughs> that is a finesse. So uh, chalk it up to the game. Understand what it is. Something happened that you didn't anticipate. A lot of guys have done that. Last couple points on that. Um, uh, getting flaked on, I guess, is a finesse, too. You paid advance money. You made advance reservations. You advanced her money and with the intentions of her coming to see you. You booked the trip, and then she canceled, she flakes. Um, that has happened to a lot of women who are who have uh, the illusion of choice. She, uh, you, you, you meet her, and you say, hey, I want to take you out on the trip. You booked the trip. You booked the flight in the hotels. I know people who have done this, and the woman flakes. Because she changes her mind. We talked about flaking is a finesse, right? I got a better offer. Oh, I don't really want to go. Oh, she, he's going to expect me to have sex with him. Of course. And she's going to say, I don't want to have sex with him just because he's taking me on a trip. Or she'll take the trip and then she'll get there and say, uh, but I'm not going to have sex with you. See, this is the breaking of the, this is the breaking of the social contract. He's an idiot for booking the trip. But on the other hand, if she goes on the trip, she should know that there should be something reciprocated other than company. Men don't care about company. Again, if you removed sex from any equation with women, the guy probably would never interact with women, with that woman, with said woman. Somebody says a lot of escorts want you to make a down payment up front. Yeah, um, mm. there are finesse artists that do that all the time. If you think this, they'll they'll say something like, if you, if, uh, if you want me to take you seriously, then you got to send me a Google payment or an Apple payment or something crazy like that. Like, who? if you do that, you're an idiot. That's a finesse. Let's talk about the long-term finesse, and then we'll go on. Long-term finesse. Uh, when men, uh, typically a long-term finesse is when men invest in women long-term, meaning a.k.a. a marriage. Let's go ahead and show this. 
aka a marriage. And the idea is for that woman to, as she ages and loses value, that you continue the investment. Uh, men typically have worked against this type of investment by trading up, right? So this is what women want to guard against. Hey, what if when I get old, you divorce me and trade up and get a younger model? Men have done that in the past and women want to protect themselves from that. And so men have said, no, I'll never leave you. I will never leave you. You don't have to worry. I don't want to be there for you. I'll be there believe you. Shout out to R. Kelly. It says, uh, Janet Jackson, sick of being obedient Muslim wife. Mm. Now, this one is, this one befuddles me. New word of the day befuddles. You're sick of being an obedient uh, Muslim wife? I'm not happy. <laughs> what are you talking about? You knew, you decided to be an obedient Muslim wife. You changed your religion. You accepted the deal. And now... I don't want to do it no more. Now, the funny thing is she did it in a timely manner. Let's read it. Janet Jackson could stand to get a massive payment in her divorce, but sources close to the singer says money wasn't an issue in her marriage. Now, this is a finesse. That's just like me saying sex was not an issue in our marriage, meaning I don't care if we have sex. I just want to be married. Or the lack of sex didn't matter. All right, I stayed married even though there wasn't a lack of sex. When, when women say money is an issue, it's a lie. It's a finesse. Let's go ahead and read here. She's in control and in the money. Janet Jackson split from filthy rich Qatar businessman uh, with Sam Almani. Could net her up to $200 million under the terms of the prenups, multiple family sources say. And it could have netted her up to $500 million, according to another source. She was entitled to $100 million if she stayed in the marriage at least five years. It says Janet uh, Jackson and Almani announced their divorce in January 2012, but might have been secretly married as early as December 2021. The prenup also calls for U.S. $100 million payment to be doubled if they have a child which became a which became so three months ago with the birth of their son. So right before the five-year period, right before the five-year period, she pops out a kid. She popped the kid out right on time in order to get a $100 million payment eventually if the divorce were to occur. And then it says here, it looks like a money grab, but it's not about money. A relative of the control singer said she's never in a relationship too long. Okay. She should have known that, but she finessed him. Her longest was with musician Renee. Um, and that was nearly 10 years. Marriage doesn't agree with her. She doesn't agree with marriage, but she did it. Why did she do it? Finesse. Her intentions was the finesse. Okay. A longtime security guard for the Jackson. This is all allegedly, by the way. Jackson family agreed, saying money isn't the driving force here and that Janet didn't like Almani's conservative ways. Hold up. You knew, like who, ladies, ladies, let's be real. You knew this was going to be a stringent marriage. You knew it. To say you didn't realize it. I'm not happy. <laughs> is finessing me and finessing everyone else. Well, I didn't really like what happened, so I'll take the money. How about you walk away? 
If you really didn't like it, why didn't you walk away? Why didn't you walk away before giving, uh, having the kid and then staying for the five-year term? But you waited. Here's what happens here. Here's what happened here. The guy's worth a billion dollars. And she, uh, let me go to the next article because it kind of explains it a little bit more. Uh, that's not the article. Did I delete the article? It should be here. She allegedly, she will allegedly walk away from the marriage with a half a billion dollars. According to TMZ, Jackson and Almali had a prenup agreement that could mean the 50-year-old who is worth an estimated $175 million, so Janet Jackson's worth $175 million, could walk away with a large portion of her billionaire's hubby's net worth. Prenups have a five- or ten-year mark, which triggers more money in the pot to be divided. Jan uh, Jan Janet announced in February 2013 that she had gotten married a year earlier. If that couple did, in fact, tie the knot in 2012, the news of their separation comes five years and two months. Five years and two months, which could mean a hefty payday, could be coming Jackson's way after the divorce. So, with that in mind, she realized she wasn't happy. She said, I'm not happy. <laughs> Did she leave and complain about the conservative ways in year three? No. By year four, she said, I better pop out a child, and I'm going to leave five Years, I'm going to leave two months after the length of the commitment. Now, that is that coincidence? Is that coincidence? Or is that a finesse? That, ladies and gentlemen, would be a finesse. It is clear as day. It is a heist. It is a hijack. But man made long-term commitment to her. He did not divorce her. He probably should have. But guess what? He didn't. And now he's light half of his net worth. And she made more money in this marriage than she made her entire music career. So I could focus on my career. She only was worth 175 million. And that was after 20 and 30 years of dancing to the pleasure principle. She was like the pleasure principle. Oh, oh, oh. She done danced and sing the Rhythm Nation, all of that. She was in control. She was talking about funny how time flies when you're happy. She sung in the booth. She danced and jiggled around the stage. And she made more money in five years of marriage than she did in 25 years of dancing and singing. Mm. Speaking of dancing and singing, we'll go ahead and do some tap dancing while we're here. <laughs> I can do some shuffling too. Look out, man! What you gonna do? Look out, boys! It's coming through. Yeah, man! Yeah, man! Now, is that a finesse? That would be a finesse. That would be a finesse. Couple more, real quick. Couple more. Kevin Garnett. We already know this, guys. We're just using that as an example. Kevin Garnett retires, and then the divorce happens. That is so common with these athletes. You, you play. This person marries you. I love you. He's doing what he wants to do. As soon as he retires, at the peak of his financial investment, in which the years later, his financial 
investment is going to, his financial earnings are going to go decrease. She leaves at the peak of the investment. All right. Uh, her name is allegedly Brandy Paladin. They were married for 14 years. They cited uh, legal documents. Uh, it stated that the basketball star's former wife filed for divorce in Los Angeles, which means he's screwed. Citing what? No fault. This is a no fault divorce. She never said he beat on her. He cheated on her. Nothing. She just pulled the plug and broke the social contract. Like I'm going to pull the plug now. Why? And I'm going to take the financial parachute on the way down. Uh, they dated each other for a long time before marrying in July of 2020, uh, 2004. So, uh, they have two kids. And it says here, uh, as per court documents, Padilla asked for physical custody of her kids. Why? With Garnett getting visitation rights. <laughs> oh, goodness. This is a finesse. When you see things like that, why are you demanding physical custody? Why am I only getting visitations? It's a no-fault divorce. Why am I getting restrictions to my kids? I can see if there's an abuse allegation, but there's none. Why am I getting visitations? She requests spousal support as well. Finesse. In March 2019, as the divorce was ongoing, suggest, uh, reports suggest that Garnett's former wife asked for $146,000 per month in spousal support and, and a surplus of $46,000 a month in child support. Oh, so you want 200 grand, you want almost $200,000 to keep the kids full-time, restrict the kids from the father, and then collect your financial parachute right off the end, all right? And it says here, according to her, the retired basketballer was still making a minimum of $5,000 per year and accumulating wealth somewhere near $300 million during his active years as an athlete. She also demanded an additional sum of 300. I think that is, that's wrong. I think that's $300,000 in attorney's fees to cover the cost of the divorce. Ah, uh, you pay for it. This is the long-term finesse. She used marriage. She used access to her body. She used the investment. She let you earn the money. And then she says, I'm not happy. <laughs> and oddly enough, she wants $25,000 to retain counsel in another case and where the ex-basketball uh, Boston Celtics player was allegedly cheated out of $77 million, supposedly by his former accountant who illegally used his fortune over the years. So what happened was Kevin Garnett was suing the man who stole $77 million, but his wife suing him to collect the money because his money's getting uh is, is getting stolen from him. So she's like, I better get as much money now because he's losing money. Yeah. Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> so while he's getting, while he's suing to get 77 million from his former accountant, she's suing him. She's suing him. It says here, uh, here we go right here. Uh, let's see here. Um, here it is. There's some gossip that he dated a mystery woman surface as he was spotted previously unknown lady in 2019. All right. Fast forward a year. Garnett was reportedly pe uh, parenting a baby daughter with this supposed girlfriend. Garnett's girlfriend is understood to be someone named Erica who goes by the handle they gave her Instagram page. So there they're trying to say there's possibly an affair that could have happened and she bounced. 
I haven't confirmed that. Here's another case real quick, real briefly. Antonio Gates star files for divorce after 11 years of marriage. Um, I don't know if you guys know typically that the old rules for divorce. Oh, what the hell? Old worlds for divorce, although they're changing in California, is that there's lifetime alimony after 10 years. When did she file? 11, year 11. Now, those scales are kind of turning with the family court here, but she files in Los Angeles, dissolution of marriage. This was as February 9th, 2022. Antonio Gates retires in 2020 or 2021. She files for divorce after 11 years. Mm. Sasha Gates filed for dissolution of marriage. I guess she's a reality star in Los Angeles, of course, asking the court to end her marriage from former San Diego supercharger, tight end Antonio Gates. There he is right there. Uh, they got the family picture and all that. Guys, my marriage is going great. I don't know why you always talk negative about marriage, coach. My marriage is fantastic, and we still going strong. And she'll never cheat on me, and she'll never leave me. And she'll never divorce great me to kingdom come, and she'll never file for irreconcilable differences. She'll never restrict me from my kids. And look at the scoreboard of my marriage, all right? I don't know why you talk negatively about marriage, but my marriage is great. Okay, and then guess what happens? Gotta get my bag. Yeah, they got a cute family, and she's a good-looking woman. He is too. During the marriage, Sasha starred in the e-reality show Wags. Guys, this is a case of he's worth more divorce than married. He's worth more divorce than married, as they used to say. You're worth more dead and or alive if you have life insurance. You're worth more dead. Sorry, you're more more divorced than married. She now gets to be free. She now can be in these streets. She now can pursue her acting job. And now she can do it while being financed in a divorce. And she doesn't have to listen to him anymore. She's like, I don't have to listen to anything you say. I'm a free woman. In these streets. All right. They tied the knot in 20 and 11. Um, they got married in Grand Mar Hotel in San Diego. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that's about it on that one. A couple more real quick here. Two live crew, Uncle Luke, shocked after wife of 12 years filed for divorce. He says, it's mind-boggling, hurtful, and a total surprise. It says Uncle Luke was blindsided in July when his wife of 12 years filed for divorce. He says, I never tend to get married to get divorced. That's not my DNA nor my family history, but me so horny is. He says, I believe in the sacred vows for better or for worse, but I have to respect her decision. Yes, you do, sir. You can't do anything. He made sure to point out that there was no infidelity on this side and was really trying to accept her decision to end the marriage. And he says, under no circumstances were there any infidelities, nor verbal or physical abuse by me. She just said, I'm not happy. And she said, I'm invested. And this is probably the best it's going to get. And irreconcilable differences. I'm not happy. Uh, who else? Emmett Smith got into the same situation as we know. Uh, Emmett Smith and his wife, Pat, separating after 20 years of marriage. She said... And she said she wanted to be in these streets. She wanted to pursue her career. So I could focus on my career. And she wanted to be a singer and an actress and all that stuff. And she said, you're in my way. Mm. You're worth more divorce than married. And of course, Emma Smith is retired and he's invested in her long term. Even though her beauty is going to decline to a certain amount, he still wanted to be with her. And she said, I'm not happy. And she said, so I could focus on my career. And she said she wanted to be 
in these streets. And she said when she wanted he wanted to have sex, she said, I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Anyway, man. It's real out here. It gets real. Super chat time. Thank you for the contributions, man. Let me do the cash apps first because I tend to forget them over there. Over here. All right. What is this over here? All right. Take yourself over there. I don't got any time for that. All right. Anyway, who's on the cash app? Loud Pocket says, um, what does he say? He says, uh, them, he says, wait, for, for them cheap ass simps. <laughs> the cheap ass simps. Men think not spending money is the way around this whole thing. You end up spending more time. Uh, my man, XL Pro Services says, play hard or go home. I think I got you guys already. The lonely boys in the house says, Mr. Loud Pockets and the nasty boys. Oh, I should respect Roderick Taylor, who gave me an investment over the weekend, paying my tuition as he was watching the shows and catching up on the streams, which I know you guys do. All right, so shout out to those brothers over there. Over here. The actual King Smith says Adrian Peterson got in trouble Sunday morning argument and physical altercation with his wife on a plane. Give him the buzzer coach. Um, guys, Adrian Peterson is unlucky in love. His wife keeps run, wrangling his ass and he can't wriggle out. So Adrian Peterson arguing. Why are you arguing with women, guys? Why are you arguing with women in 2019? Sorry, 2019. <laughs> Here is it. Get myself the buzzer. And so on Super Bowl Sunday, his dumb ass want to go on a plane, snakes on a plane, and he gets arrested for domestic violation at LAX. And they had to, they had to, um, they had to take the the plane back to the gate. Thirty six was flying from Los Angeles back to Houston. And he and his wife got in an argument. The plane was taxiing in at the time, and the couple had a physical fight, forcing the plane to return to the gate. Oh, how dismal. Were you in coach? Were they in coach, too? She like, I'm divorcing you, man. You out of here. This dude had to bail himself out, uh, bail himself out of jail on Super Bowl Sunday. Stop it. They made a scene arguing. Guys, stop arguing with women. I don't know why you guys waste your energy. Soon as I feel an argument coming on with a woman, I just be like. I'm like, this is about to get ignorant. I don't have anything to prove to a woman. I don't care what. Why do you believe it's pointless to stand up? You know why? I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I put the wrong date in the DeLorean. I'm going to tell you why it's, it's pointless because I can actually do something about what I believe in. Most of the time they can't. This is why they got to scream to the mountaintop. They got to do the simp wolf whistle. They got to alert everybody around that they're having a disagreement. They got to get loud. So the simp enforcers will realize that they have to jump into action. Um, I've thought out my thoughts. You haven't thought out your thoughts prior. So I'm ag arguing with somebody that's ill-prepared, right? So I'm like, it's a complete waste of time. I do the Michael Jackson moonwalk the hell up out of there. As soon as a woman starts arguing with me, I'm out. I'm out. There's no win, especially in public. 
All right. Because look, when you at home, they be quiet as hell. They, like this. They be like quiet as a church mouse. All right. As soon as they get outside and, ah, and I'm telling you. All right. They start telling you stuff and getting up and pointing in your face. I'm like, you wasn't doing this when we were at home at the hotel room. Now you all out here thumping your chest like a gorilla. They want to argue in public, all right, so they can get the simp wolf whistles out. They sue the, right, and then here come the simps. Running to the rescue. Just get the hell out of there, all right, dude. Just tiptoe out of there. Just backtrack like this. Be like, I want nothing here. But, but you guys want a whole masculine frame. Woman, I told you. In 2022, forget about it, dude. Listen, do not argue with women. Do not argue with women, especially in public. Now, if she does something where she getting in your face, because there are some ignorance that will do that and they'll get into your face and be really aggressive. Just keep. There's some guys. No, man, I'm a DDT -er, All right. I'm going to give her the clothesline to hell. Just leave their asses alone. Just be quiet. There's nothing else that they can do. They can't damage you. Some of these gorillas can dance, damage you, though. But now this dude's in jail. He gonna get on the no-fly list. You arguing with Miss Seeley out here, right? Back in the day, you used to be able to just deck them and give them, make them put a stake at home. You can't do it no more. There's no, there's no point. Just, I wish you guys would listen to me on this one. Stop arguing with women, especially in public. Don't debate them. People are always like a woman. I want to debate you on your talking points. Why? Why is, why, what am I going to get out of this? A win, a lot. Like, what would I get out of you? You're getting attention and you're getting arousal for me just addressing you. You're getting arousal, all right? So, and you're getting my attention for free. <laughs> you're getting my attention for free. No, you don't get my attention. You better have a bigger platform than me and be, be a way bigger person, and you better drop the money. I got money. Drop the bag and I'll show up. But no, argue with you for free? Like that whole black manosphere, they sit up there and argue with people for free and they get on everybody's channel would be 15 people in a box. I've never done that. Never associated myself with that place. All right. I've never gone on any of them shows and argue with anybody in the box. All right. And they swear to God, I'm over there taking points from them. I, well, I never even showed up to the black manosphere. I never even registered. I never even signed the book. You know why? Because you basically, that, that whole sphere is basically symbolizes everything wrong about the community. I'm like, y'all never going to be on one accord. The simps arguing with the simps, the wannabe masculine guys who everything but MGTOW, <laughs> they, every, they do everything but MGTOW. And they claim they're in the driver's seat, but they're nothing but simps. All right, most of them are nothing but simps. All right, they turn and convert into simps. All right, they're one, they're one toe suck away from being a simp. And then they argue with the men. They don't do nothing. But when when a man gets better than them, they take the other man down. I mean, they are the microcosm of the community. They are a microcosm of the community. 
All right. Everything they do is exactly why you should leave the community. <laughs> like get away from them. They're toxic. Most of them are jealous, backstabbing, toxic, insecure. And most of them are simps. I mean, you call, you call their name out simp. <laughs> Just stay by yourself, man. I never associate. I've never been on any of them people shows. All right. Because they're, they're, they're really simps. <laughs> Young Traster, I just had to get them. It was just tar- part of the day. I just had to wake them up. They still part, they literally still arguing over Educated Lane versus Pookie or Ray Ray Sims. <clears throat> they got time to waste over there. I've been seeing big YouTubers on Little People's channel arguing. Hey, the community talk's done. I'm letting, letting y'all know the community talk is done. Give it up. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. Let's, let's, hey, when are y'all going to throw in the towel? Just throw the damn towel. Give it up. Give up the ghost. It's over. It's over. I mean, look, just figure out how to survive yourself. I know you don't want to hear this, but it's the people who still be like, what we need to do, we need to get together. We need, we need to support each other. We need to back each other up. And then they'd be the first one stabbing each other in the back. Look at these people, uh, Kodak Black, <laughs> Gunna, Kodak Black out in L.A., and y'all fighting. You got dudes worth millions of dollars fighting in the street. This is what the sphere does here. This is what the community does. You let your leaders fight in the middle of the street. This is the same as when these people who have big platforms go over there and argue with, with, with low-value people. This is this is when you pull rank. This is when you pull rank and like, look, you ain't even on my level. Sit down. I don't get it. I don't get it. But anyway, y'all can y'all can have it as far as I'm concerned. They want to drag you back, crabs in the barrel, crabs in the bucket mentality. And then you come back and join in. Man, I'll tell you, dude, I'm like, way, I, I'm way ahead of y'all. I'm not coming back to argue with someone who has no effort, put no energy into it, cheated. Bought viewers, bought subscribers. They ain't playing over here. And y'all letting you million dollar rappers and whatnot shoot at each other, shoot each other in the foot. You guys have no control of your people. You have no control of your people. It's sad. It's saddening. Uh, YouTube trash talker. I'm in NYC and have a front and backyard and a driveway. You must be in Queens. Thank you, sir. Um, Wait a minute. Somebody says, why are crabs in the barrel? Because they got caught. Because they're slaves. Um, Wait a minute. What part of New York City are you in? Are you in Queens, sir? I think you're in Queens. Because you're not in the Bronx. You're not in Brooklyn. Hey, what? He's not in Manhattan. Harlem, Bronx, or Brooklyn with a backyard. He's got to be in Queens. Tell me you're in Queens, sir. Revival Fitness Coach. I've met a, he says, I've met a number of girls at the gym recently in LA, and they are selling themselves in some form, but I'm young and broke, so I don't pay. Uh, so there you go right there, guys. I'm, I mean, Long Island? Well, Long Island's not New York City. So he's, he's got to be Queens. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, guys, the, the young women right here, I hope you guys catch up. I'm in the year 2030. This is my hologram. I always say that. Young women are selling themselves, and it is a sight to see. It is a sight to see. It is wonderful to see. You're, you're looking there, boy. If I was a young guy, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I would literally have to really, I, I, I know what I would do. But your women are selling themselves. 100%. In some form or fashion, they're selling themselves at a higher bidder, especially in a metropolis. So I would love for these Edmonton game runners and all these little city game guys, come out to LA. Come out to New York and run your game here. <laughs> There's no... These women are already monetized. And if they're not monetized, they have friends that are monetized that are trying to get them to monetize. So you guys are coming to Miami. Oh, I'm going to run through these hoes. Good, man. The woman that's working at, um, she's a host at a restaurant. She's also doing Instagram. She's also doing OnlyFans. She's also doing Secret Arrangements. She's also doing a variety of things to monetize herself. Come on, man. It's very good. It's going to be very tough to find women that aren't monetized in these big areas, for sure. Uh, ladies love cool see It's better to move on from her if she doesn't respect you than to buy her roses, balloons, and chocolates to make her happy. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah, man. They're like, I'm going to get in her good graces. With flowers? <laughs> With flowers? No. Uh, this means that you're basically be manipulated more. Tony Ocasio says, uh, sup, CGI, I recently seen an Einstein documentary after when... His wife left him and took his kids after a custody battle. He created his own book saying, do my laundry, cook me meals, and more sex. That's when Einstein turned RP. Interesting there. I've never heard of a book that he talked about that, but I'm going to look that up. Um, also, Albert Einstein also was banging women at the junior college. And I believe Einstein was married to his cousin. This is all alleged. And this is all off the top of my memory, so I might be confusing him with someone else. But when Albert Einstein was a teacher at the university, he was running through them girls at the school. And he ran through girls with his wife downstairs. Mm. <laughs> his wife was downstairs and he was running through junior college girls. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like yeah. a freshman. Go look that up. <laughs> Ivor Einstein didn't play. He was like, you three or fours. He was like, wife over here, young college freshmen and sophomores over here. Are you a freshman at the university? No. no. I need to pull that backup article <laughs> out. Like so freshman. until then, I'm going to say allegedly. At affairs with college students. This might be the same person I'm talking about. I think this was him. Uh, yeah, this is him right here. Let me see here. Uh, let's see here. He was open and he was open about his love affairs to his wife. Okay, here we go right here. Says, uh, look at the Einstein. Einstein was married twice, first to his former student. And then to his cousin. So I was right. Okay, let's, let's look it up just so you guys know. See, I do my research around here. 
I do my research around here. All right. Uh, let's see. Pull the article up. What is going on here? Biography. Uh, look into Albert Einstein's personal life. Albert Einstein was married twice. First to his former student, uh, Maliva Marich. Oh, hell. Get off. And then to his cousin, Elsa. It says his marriage was marred by affairs along with women lavishing gifts on him. Playa, playa. In previous known letters, Einstein expressed the misery he experienced in his first marriage. Free agent lifestyle. That's what he's talking about. It says describing Maliva as a depressed and jealous woman. Boy, times haven't changed. And of the two sons he had, he had been uh, he had even confessed he wished his younger son, Idura, who had schizophrenia, was never born. And at his second and for his second wife, Elsa, he called their relationship a union of convenience. All right. As you can see there. All right. So he was running through them junior college girls, man. He was like, man, I am just. It is what it is. All right. So Tony Ocasio was on point right there. Thank you for dropping that. All right. Caitlin Ferguson off topic coach. But what are your thoughts of the halftime show? Eminem had to bend the knee. Uh, I did not catch the him bending the knee. So I just saw that people were reacting to that this morning. So I didn't see anything about that. I was surprised that he bent the knee. But Eminem, they, these people are goofy. White people got some white guilt going on that is really like sickening to me. All right. Not even 50 cent who looked like a full dollar. All right. He he gained 50 extra cent over time. He looking like a busted Pillsbury biscuit can. This is all alleged 50 cent. I don't want no beef. Don't not. Drop a diss song on me if you like, but nothing else. All right. 50 Cent didn't bend a knee. Um, 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 Kendra Lamar didn't bend a knee. Dr. Dre didn't bend a knee. Snoop didn't bend a knee. But Eminem. Now, they'll do anything to fit in. You know what I mean? To keep that street clip, that street clip, street credibility. Uh, sickening, man. I don't know why people do that. But anyway, the halftime show, though. Gave me goosebumps. All right. It gave me goosebumps to see hip-hop go that way. I've always wondered what hip-hop would look like. Because when I grew up in the hip-hop era, hip-hop was kind of newish. And you could never imagine hip-hop getting a center stage like that. And they're bringing people from 30 years ago to get a... Like, you always remember, like, like Motown 25 when the Four Tops and the Temptations got on stage. And they were all old and shit. And they was like, ain't too proud to beg. And everybody's like, oh. I was like, I wonder what hip-hop's going to look like. Are they going to have older hip-hop stars on the stage? And that was our chance to see that. Um, 30 years later, people getting together, back together after long stories. So I, I, I appreciated the show. Kaylin uh, Ferguson, thank you, sir. E-N-N-Z, E-N-N-Z says, my last relationship left me in debt, new to the game, learned the hard way. New to the game. Shout out to you. Thanks for being here, guys. The, guys, the finesse is you're going to lose money. And when you lose money, they be like, so it's a part of the game. How about you not lose money? Where do I sign to not lose money? And the women are going, but I lost my body. I lost my body. Okay, it, the same way you feel about your body is my money. I, I, that's how I feel about it. But you can use up all my resources and just divorce me. And I'm supposed to literally just be like, okay. Channel 1800 Dumb says, love to coach and the coaching Angus. 
Always love uh, lights up, brothers. Likes are free. And coach, a little joke. Happy Valentine's Day. He he. He says, "What a lark! What a lark that is." God bless you and your work, brothers. Yeah, man. It's it's a, the whole thing's a joke. All right. Oh boy, I must catch up. I must catch up. All right. DT says, and women don't ask men out. LOL. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I would pay for men if I asked them out, but you ask me, so I'm not paying. It's the same thing as marriage. Women rarely ask men to marry them, but you ask them to marry them and then they'll act like they had another choice and you beat them over the head and they had to accept. And so then when you divorce them or want to divorce them or are mad and like, well, you pick me, you don't want to ask me like you don't even ask. Uh, Nicholas Jordan says, coach, how many women you think sent themselves flowers to their jobs today? Believe me, that's more common than, you know, um, there's a lot of rivalry and jealousy going on and they will do that Kaylin, Khalid Cooper thank you for your super chat younger retired no cap flakiness is why I just F at first sight no number exchange so you going in for the kill right away <laughs> uh, Furman Philippe don't date modern XX's on Valentine's Day they are not worth it watching Monday Night Raw tonight free agent for life all right, he's going in raw. But yeah, I don't date. And I don't date because dating is, yeah, dating is, I don't date. Domain Stickum says, ain't no woman gonna finesse me or fitness me. <laughs> ain't no woman gonna finesse me. A Star says, forget February 14th. It's all about March 14th. Steak in a, in a succeed, we call it. Steak in a succeed day. Of course, it comes after you invested. ZE coach here. Is for the wait, coach. Here's for the Moderna CEO. Got to get my bag and run. Got to get my bag and run. <laughs> Did you see that? Well, I want a thorough explanation as why he bailed. <laughs> he took his four hundred million dollars, cashed in the stock, deleted his Twitter, and was like, "We out. We out, bruh. <laughs> what the? I want to hear the people with the. I want to hear a thorough. There's got to be an explanation as to why he did that. Other than, I mean, the explanation is, we know the explanation. You know, scammy, scam, scam. That's what scammers do. I mean, that's what scammers do. They basically say, Gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> there might be some bad news coming down the pipe. All right. And probably it has something to do with, let me see here. Let me see here. Watch this. Let me put this. Probably has something with the rest of Europe deciding, you know what? Hell with all this. All right. Let's see if this pops up. Right here. Sweden ends this and that as uh, restrictions are lifted. People are like, man, yo. <laughs> Third booster, fourth booster, we done. Mm. We ain't testing no more. Open this ish up. We done. And it's, my car is. Hey, what the hell? Let's turn this off. This woman down and get in my show. People, people ain't going for it no more. Oh, you know what? This is the peak. I'm out of here. Like it's going downhill from there, right? He got his money here. And they looking at World War II here. Or three. Esteban Leon says, useful idiots is my favorite term in long-term relationships. XX is what a man smart enough to be resourceful, but dumb enough 
um, for the XX to get away with their scheme. Man, it is. They want the useful idiot, right? And this is the whole. And that's you. Speaking my mind says, Blake about to hit the, oh, this is about to hit the fan. A 304 should be the last thing on your mind. Hey, today, I don't know if you guys know, today they're on watch right now. Everybody looking at Russia like this right now. They like this. Like today they on watch. <laughs> they like, if you feel froggy, then jump. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's going to get set off. And Russia's like, don't worry. We ain't not going to do nothing. They sitting over there like, if somebody makes a move, <laughs> he said, he said, ninja, make make a move, make a move. If you feel froggy, then jump. If they rush and be like, all right, I'm feeling froggy. If you feeling froggy, leap. Yeah, that's what I meant. If you feel, feeling froggy, leap. All they got to do is set one thing off. If somebody happened to have some friendly fire or any damn thing, somebody fart. It's going to get set off. But it is what it is. We, we, all we have to do is wait. All we have to do is wait. A as of today, he said, bust a move. They're like, bust a move. Anything can happen, bro. Somebody fart loud. Somebody going to set it off. Shout out to Christopher S. Says, coach, you are the GOAT. Today is such a simp holiday. Here's the money I would have wasted on candy. Thanks for doing what you do. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Uh, Leo J says, chase them and they run. Run for from them and they chase. Big ups to the coach and free agent for life. Young men, listen. All right. Gemini Ryder, shout out to you for becoming a member. Modal Surf says, I meant to say, make a clip of when Zoe said it. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I might have to do that. DK Bradley, coach, my sister is 20 from LA and asked me for money to fly to Miami and finesse. He says, I don't talk to her anymore. Shout out to you from Seattle. She wants to go over there to finesse dude. And she ain't got the money to do it. Somebody says, don't call for it. It's over. Somebody going to be loading up. <laughs> they going to be loading up. They take, they drop three bullets. Clink, clink. And then the whole thing getting set off. People are really hyped over there, man. Don't go to Ukraine. They telling people to leave, man. They telling people to get up out of there. Somebody says, don't. He says, they're not going to do anything to Russia, and Russia isn't going to do anything. The BS boogie man-ish. Uh, that's BS. But he says, look over there, over here. Uh, like, look over there, look over there while they're making fools of everyone. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. It's a distraction. Could be. Because uh, they ain't never going to just put their hand out like that. Let's put all our troops near the border. You know what I mean? But, hey, if the one wrong thing goes wrong, it could get set off. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. That There might not be. Okay. Uh, the Iceberg, thank you for becoming a member. Conversation Corner says, hey, yo, coach, take it easy on Columbus, Ohio. I'm working here, bro, and the weather sucks. Hit me with some shuffling. Shout out to Columbus and your 
It's a mega state. It's a mega area, too. Yes, sir. I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What, what you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Should be interesting, man. Only time will tell, right? Uh, the Pimp Out Platypus. Hey, Coach, check out the Fun Times in Cleveland music video. It'll be great when you're going in on Ohio. Fun Times in Cleveland. Lord, I can only imagine. And he says, just add, I feel like, to the beginning and right now to the end of everything women say, and it will have proper context. That's also the Pimp Out Platypus. Yeah, you guys got to do that. Uh, they'll tell you they'll feel like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like. That means they don't need no evidence to support their argument. I feel like, so it matters. So it means something. And then I like you right now. You're the best right now. You're the most handsome man I love right now. I can't believe you. I'll never leave you right now. Caitlin Ferguson, if men got more SEX from their wives, do you think they actually enjoy being married? Uh, that's a catch-22. I don't believe we're built for that. That's the problem. So if she can give you more sex, he's just going to be less aroused from her. We're not built for long-term relationships. We're not. Everything in our biology says otherwise, right? We're built. We're built. Now, doesn't mean you have to have multiple partners. But have you noticed that a man that's having multiple relations or less polygamous or polyamorous women's side, have you noticed that they've had trouble that reporting sex issues? They have problems reporting compatibility. They have problems with affairs. They don't have any of those problems. The only problems that they probably got is potential jealousy and potential STDs, but even then you can be somewhat safe. Okay? Your wife can give you herpes, but guys, we're not built to be banging on the same person all the time. We're not built for that. And this is the reason why people have erectile dysfunction. This is why the old men have to have Viagra to go sleep with their 50-year-old wife. This is why she be drier than the Sahara Desert. This is why you have to reignite the smark. We're not built for that. But you guys force it. This is why I call it forced monogamy. You force it, but, the, but I see why you're forcing it. It makes sense. Because community and danger and protection and long-term benefits. There's no reason to be banging on the same person. You don't even want it. You know what I mean? Your wife can be like, hey, Henry, come on. I'm going to put my teeth in or I'll take my teeth out tonight. He's like, do I have to? I don't want to. Biologically, sex is designed for one main purpose procreation the female reproductive cycle comes around once a month for a man it's every day for each sexual act the woman's one egg is matched by the man's 120 million sperm cells now let's do some calculation 120 million sperm cells a day every day as opposed to one egg a month every month means that it will take only 30 men to impregnate all the women in the world this points to one clear fact a man is, by nature, polygamous. Monogamy and fidelity are unnatural situations promulgated by religious beliefs and social pressures. It's a known fact that women, for the most part, are more emotional than men. 
But because a man is visual and logical in nature, for him, it's just a physical release that's got nothing to do with love. A man loves his woman by protecting and providing for her. Period, she said. Period. Period. Sebastian says, Pac looking down from the heaven, Martin Luther Lee at Janet and Luda, or Jada, Janet and Jada. Oh, man, Pac looking like, Pac had him, though. She tried to, Janet tried to say she didn't like Pac. Sean Christopher says, Naomi Campbell is just had her first child at 50. What in the world? What is the world coming to? All right. Listen, the world is gone, man. It's gone. Look, the world as we knew it. See, they're, 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 here it is right here, guys. Oh, man. This is going to be a three-hour show. Here we go right here. Naomi Campbell's uh, Vogue interview. Motherhood on her own terms. <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing everything to beat God at his own plan. Or they're doing everything to beat Mother Nature and Father Time at their own plan. Best thing I've ever done at 50. Okay, she wasn't adopted. She's my child. Okay, uh, who's the pappy? Who the pappy of that baby? Oh, it don't matter, guys. Guys, listen, for you guys that want a return to re regular relationships, it's almost going to be over. It's, it, it's, it's, it's going to be gone in another 10 years. Sebastian, thank you for holding these daily AAs. He's at my, I mean, peace leave meetings for all of us recovering nasty boys. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. Journey to mass. Oh, uh, journey. JTJ. He says, yep. Why argue? They won't understand. And they don't want to understand. That's also the truth, too. Dorian Johnson, coach, remember when Jeezy said, my president is black, my Lambo is blue, and then nothing changed? Uh, brothers will never realize that you guys are also being used as um, useful idiots, dare I say. And every year we got to create our own political party. We got to do that. We got to do this. We got to do that. And nobody thinks of it. Y'all getting jiggy. Y'all be getting jiggy and don't think about it until last minute. And we need to do this. And you start interviewing Joe Biden. All right. And he start talking about uh, you ain't black. And then you get nothing after it. It's just so sad to see Jake, uh, Jeff K. We control our meat. They control their pair performance, effort, access and rights. That's interesting. Pair, performance, effort, access, and rights. That's a good one. Pair. Might have to give you credit if I use that. Have to give you some, some sort of credit. <laughs> Who is that? Jeff K. Yeah. But guys, uh, you have to respect the resource that they have and the resource and the, and the reaches. Like they, they have resources to, um, to other men, simp enforcers. So that's a resource that they can use at their disposal. The family court is a resource that they can use. Swing Out Museums, the dawning of Generation M, Generation Monetize, Monetization. Um, just Oh, one, one more form of monetization is when a man, when a woman says, I'm going to level up, or uh, she uses, quote unquote, hypergamy or monkey branches, or she says, a woman, a man has to pay X amount of dollars on a date. They basically monetize themselves. I won't go on a date unless a man takes me to Ruth Chris. That's monetizing yourself. A lot of women are already doing that. 
All right, Esteban Leon says he married his to his cousin. That was the second wife. Einstein divorced his first wife, who was a psychiatrist or a physicist, and tried to compete with him. Interesting, guys. So there's nothing new under the sun, right? With this marriage thing, there's nothing new under the sun. Turnpike Tyrone, those Vanessa Williams will pull a heist like D.B. Cooper. And they will. They will. They will heist on you and won't feel bad about it. Channel 1800 Dumb Coach, little known fact, Mr. Bean, a.k.a. Rowan Atkinson, has an IQ of 178, even higher than Einstein. Freaky stuff, bro. Keep up the good work. God bless uh, the coach gang. Hey, check this out. And that guy also plays an idiot, right? Like, he kind of plays an idiot, if I'm not mistaken. That's the same guy. And uh, he dumbs himself down for entertainment, but he's supposedly really uh, smart. All right. Take that for what it's worth. Big Al says, just checking in with the gang to stay on the straight and narrow free agent for life. My man, Raphael Wilkes, became a member. Join us on Sunday morning. Swing Out Museum. I love the day after Galentine's. Those $20 Belgium covered chocolate strawberries will be $5. 100%. Raphael Wilkes, thank you for your super chat. JTJ, I don't waste my time arguing with women or pro anything. Life is about living, not wasting time to argue with people with issues. Yeah, never will they be solved either. Issues don't get solved by arguing right now. All right. You are, uh, wait, are Rumothly, Rumothy says, happy Valentine's Day, coach. Please buy Kaylee some roses. All right, Kaylee, get some roses. She bring that flat back over here. She going to get some roses. All right. All right. All right, RT, the brand says, Albert Einstein was like, yes. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. Albert Einstein was getting it in at the university. He was like smoking his pipe. So, uh, you know, I'm smart, right? <laughs> hey, one thing you guys got to know, man, younger women, when they're around, like when they get over the fact that they're trying to make this little puppy love them, uh, dudes at 21 ain't trying to love nobody. Unless you a sucker for love, right? Dudes at 21, they want to play video games. They want to, you know, they want to have a chick like a porn movie. They want to rub one out. They want to do everything but love the woman. So what's what's happening now, guys, I'm t it is crazy. I have young college girls that literally are like, hey, we're going to the older guys. Because they understand the transaction. They're like, okay, it's a transactional thing. They're literally going... We'll take it transactionally. Like, even though they're they're giving their body for a transaction, all right? Now, the transaction, you might think they're, you're paying for sex, but you're not. They're paying for the ability to get a simple date. Because in their mind, they're, they're in, their, in their genetic programming, this is the time, this is their season, right? So this is their season to attract the best possible mate. And they're looking going, okay, this dude's playing video games, and this dude's over here for monetary fee will give me my romance, will give me what I want. And so I'll trade that in. It is a beautiful thing, man. It is a beautiful thing because literally this is the best case scenario for relationships. This is the only way it's going to go. The monetization route. And, and if anybody thinks, and I feel sorry for men who think, warming up and talking to random women is going to be your ticket, I feel sorry for you. You're going to come up empty out here, bruh. You're going to come out empty. 
It's going to be bad. So I'm not telling you to go do seeking arrangements or go pay. But what I'm saying is you're going to have to pay a fee. You're going to have to pay a fee to participate in about 10 years. If you're paying zero, you're going to be done in the dating market, in any marketplace, in the peace league marketplace. You're getting nothing. You're getting nothing right now. <laughs> okay. Many, okay. Many men are getting nothing right now. Why? Because people are broke. They ain't got no time. ENZ is late to the show, but I think he said he was new. So he said, so you're co-signing tricking. This is not tricking. Did, wait, did you listen to the show? <laughs> did you listen to the show? The show just said, if you trade value for a value, you basically made a transaction. If you traded value for no value or travel uh, change value for low value, no value or low value, you got finesse, a.k.a. tricked. So you guys will go, I will go date. I will go cold approach. I will go do this. I will go do that. I will go simp. And you're literally trading your value in exchange for a possibility or no value. Tell me how that's not tricking. That would be tricking. You got tricked. That would be finessed. And many of you guys have done that more than 40 times. If you're older than 35, you've done that 40 times or more in your life. Tell me I'm lying. Am I lying? You've took a woman out for dates with the intention or you met up with the intention to get sex from her, a.k.a. value, and you left with zero. <laughs> but you invested time or money. You literally got nothing. That would be tricked. Or you paid and you got beat up, drugged, and or your money stolen. That means you had value, you traded value, you got nothing but drugged and robbed. That means you got no value and you got stuff stolen. That would be tricked. That would be finessed. But if I take value and she gives me value, that's a fair exchange. <laughs> that would be a exchange of value. That would be a, a transaction. I don't know why that's hard to understand. I just think people have wasted. So, you have been programmed to waste so much time out here. And time is your best resources. I know a lot of people are new. Time is your most valuable resource. You don't have an abundance of time. There's a cup. There's a cap of time. Your heart has a ticker in it right now that you don't even know when the last tick is in there. You have no clue when the last tick is, but you know how much peace leave you want to get. You know how much fun you want to get. But what you will do is trade that unspecified amount of time for access in which nine times out of 10, you get zero. You get literally nothing 
out of the time value that you traded. You get nothing. And you basically go back, lick your wounds, and go back out there and try again. And you try and try. And every now and then, what happens? You get a hit. You get a hit. You're like, oh, shit, I traded value, and I got some value back. Most of the time, it's value plus, right? There's something else that goes with that. That means she gave you her body, and you have to be in a relationship. Or you get she gave you your body, and you have to pump and dump her, and then weather the storm, right? Then you got to kind of hold her off and keep her at bay or keep her out, keep her out, keep her from scratching your car and throwing a brick. Or you had to commit to a relationship afterwards. Or you had to spend excess time on the weekends. You literally are giving up excessive value for something that you've already devalued. It's and I tell you this to say, gentlemen, I know you're not going to want to listen to this. The era that we're moving into in the next 10 years is not going to be what it is today or what it was 10 years ago. I know you keep, people are fighting me on this. People are fighting me on this. And this is mostly in the United States. But the United States of American women are monetized even to the point of marriage. They're asking for high-value men, and they don't even have the value. Not all of them. There are some. There are women that have rolled the carousel until age 32, and they're going, And that's you. So you're going to pay high amount for something that was given away for free. We talked about that as a finesse. You guys are thinking the peace leave is free. Women are coming back on Snoop Dogg saying, he took my peace leave. I want $10 million. That is a, that's a finesse. They literally are coming back. They're coming back and asking for you to pay for it after the past usage of it. They're monetizing their value explicitly because they're looking at it going, okay, this person's here now. I gave them some. Have you ever dealt with a woman that literally you get, you, she gave you one piece of peace leave and five years ago she leverages that piece? Remember that time I gave you some sex? She's still leveraging it. And you're like, yeah, you gave me that sex. I busted that nut five years ago. Well, help me out. They're monetizing the peace leave. It's all transactional. You either pay now or you pay later. There's no in-between. There's no, there's no freebies out here. Now, you could get away with a couple of freebies just like I could walk into 7-Eleven right now. I can walk into 7-Eleven right now, and I could go and steal five Snicker bars, and I won't get caught. And then I'll run out and tell everybody, I stole five Snicker bars and didn't get caught. Then the next day you go in there, you'll steal five paydays, and then you'll walk out, then get caught. You're like, damn, this is the place. I'm running this. I'm running game on 7-Eleven. Then you go in there and you steal five Rolos. Remember the Rolos, the caramel? You steal five low Rolos. You'll get away with it. Then the next day, your ass go in there and they bust your ass. <laughs> They're like, look, man, we let you get away with it once, but you keep coming in here taking my sh. So now we got to bust your ass. 
And now you're walking out with your salami looking like Almond Joy and Mounds. All right. So it's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up to you. You're not getting away with it forever. At some point, somebody going to call you out on the bullshit. And you're going to get greedy. Okay. This is what people do in Las Vegas. You're going to get greedy. And you're going to go overboard. You're going to overinvest. You're going to oversteal, overplay your hand, and your ass going to get caught. I see I'm freezing up here. So we're going to get ready to close down the show. Dwayne Hicks says all these Valentine gumps out here shuffling. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Journey to mask. Oh, I always call him Journey to Masculine Excellence. This is JTJ. Uh, he says, okay, so be obvious. Oh, okay, should be obvious to most people. With open eyes, the world is headed to darkness and men crying over women. There is much more to life. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. It's going, we're, we're, guys, the dating marketplace in America is on a busted social contract. It is not what you're thinking, even down to the mating process. It's not what you think. It's not, it's not what you think. And guys, if you're, if you're in the, the people who are not getting any action, what you guys will have to understand is your, your percentages are going to get worse if you don't like level up, work on yourself, get leverage. You're, you're never going to get in this marketplace. You're never getting in. Like you, you, you have to buy in. You know what I mean? Like you have to become a bisexual, B-U-I sexual because you're not going to nice guy your way in no peace leave. Women are too savvy now and they're seeing other women make money. They're seeing women getting marriages and getting divorces and coming out with money. They're seeing women going on and getting divorced and, and, and becoming better. You're not nice guy. Nice guy and tricky. Okay, let me just say this. I'm trying to keep explaining it. You can't talk women into sex. <laughs> like those days are gone where they're so dumb. They're just walking out here. Guys. Women know what you want when you're talking to them. You're not walking in. Oh, I'm just having a casual conversation. And then I'll come up and I'll say this or I'll, I'll tell them what I want. Guys, the woman that opens her legs to you, she wanted to open her legs to you. Or she wanted to open them to somebody and you were there. Now, does that mean you got it for free? No. You probably got a straggle daggle. You got a wannabe hooker. You got a nymphomaniac. You got a crazy, a psycho, somebody that's on head meds. One, somebody with low value. That that you went home with the sex. That's not value. You literally took your value and traded it for no or low value. That's the definition of being finessed. So you got to bust up raw into one of these straggle daggles. How's that a win? You losing. And you're going to get lose at some point. You, you, you're going to lose. Because I'm not measuring myself on how many low-value straggle-daggles I can bang out. The smarter women have monetized or they took their tail and they've learned what you're, lear what you're learning in terms of game. There's no more dumb women that you, oh, man, he clobbered me with this game. What woman is out here going, Damn, I was doing nothing. This dude walked up, clobbered me with game, and got my peace leave for no value. And she just sitting there holding her peace leave like this. 
And she's just sitting there like she's highly attractive. She's highly attractive, highly desired. She gave it to no one else. You were the first one that walked up and you got it from her. You stole it from her. And she's just sitting in the in, in the in the bed holding her peacefully. Damn, she got he got me. <laughs> like where? Where they at? In America? In America? You can do that in Colombia. You can do that in the Philippines. In America, it's over. The Tinder Swindler. And the Tinder Swindler wasn't even having sex with most of them women. And he was getting the money. One thing about you guys got to learn about pimping and playerism. Most of the time, the pimp doesn't even want the woman's body. For pleasure. A lot of you guys follow pimp, pimp ideas. He don't want the woman for pleasure. He wants the woman for what? Transactional monetization. There it is again. There it is again. Transactional and monetization comes up yet again. But he somehow has figured out to do the impossible, which is for her to turn that money back into him, which is damn near impossible. But he doesn't want them for pleasure. But you guys are running pimp tactics to get women for pleasure. That's like getting high on your own supply. Okay, you don't get high on your own supply. That's your surplus to make monetization from. That's why you pimping wrong out here. You're pimping all wrong. Pimps get m- women for to get money, and then he will get their body as a result. All right, but people are pimping and doing the pimp game all wrong. It's a disservice to pimps. <laughs> Shout out to the pimping out here. Believe me, I have a relative that was very much one in one of these metropolises. And I saw him at a young age doing this. Yeah, he would get them. He would get them for their bodies, but that was just a, that was a byproduct of the whole process. He, he didn't want them for their body. He was like, go make me some money. Transaction. All right, anyway. I got money. JTJ, the reason why marriages work, marriages work back then, men, would be preoccupied with meaning and doing, not sitting behind the screen and crying about women. This is true, too. We had a bigger purpose. This is the generation that we're in. This is why men will be left out of the market because they have too much comfort and there's no need to progress further in life. You can get supported. You can get your, you know, the government will allow you to suck your thumb. IDDS says, thanks for the advice in 2019. Almost got finessed by a three or four who said she loved me. Then smashed Chad the next week, got dumped and told me I'm such a good man. That would be a finesse, right? That would be a finesse. The woman makes leverages you. You're the good man. She makes you buy. This guy hits for free. Let's just say how many women are doing that? Enough. Enough women are doing that. Like too many. Too many for you to make that investment and roll the dice. All right, so we got to get rolling here. So ENZ, I hope you understood what tricking is. And I think in 2030, in 2030, that whole generation of women will be completely monetized. And by then, Generation Z will be worn out. And what you're going to do is you're going to run up and get sex for free from some of those women because that's all they're going to have to offer. And guess what? Are you really getting it for free? You're a number 138 on her list. 
one thing men are bragging about is you're bragging about banging out women that have been either monetized or have passed themselves around. Like, how is this a, how is that success? If you're out here doing what? Getting virgins and getting women with one or two bodies, then I'm going to say, okay, y'all doing something out here with this cold approach. But you're taking women out on dates that somebody paid for them the previous night or she gave it for free the previous night. Or you're cold approaching women that have done one, two, or one of the three. She went home with somebody last night drunk, or she got paid for something, or she gave it for free to somebody and now is making you pay for it. And the value she's at by the time you're getting her is way lower than it was 10 years previously. Why are we bragging? Why? That's nothing special. You did nothing special. Trust me, you did nothing special. All you did was leverage time and you wasted excess amount of time to get that one woman that is nothing to brag about (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) there's zero to brag about it i would look at her and go i didn't do none of the work to get that to to get the same thing the same result rational irrationality says staying home tonight and watching baywatch and the parent trap pamela henderson pamela henderson and Lindsay. Low land or low land, he says, coming in hot tonight. Price is wrong. Well, you got to do what you want to got to do here. All right, Joseph Norris, I have a wingman. She is taking me out this summer. Oh, there you go. Wingmans are not bad. You get a good result from them. Uh, it's basically you can you can attract other women by being with women. Garfield, Banya, listen to the coach. Equal value exchange versus loaded value. Open-ended exchange. Or I'll give you $1 and you give me 500 or 5 million. Yeah. You guys got to know where the value value exchange is. Like, you know what I mean? Like if, if like all she had was to sell me some peace leave, I literally was like, okay, here's a low value exchange for it. There's, that's not a trick. How did you get tricked? She got tricked because now she got nothing to offer me. And I still have value for a low, low, low investment. I'm not encouraging people to do this, but what I'm saying is the other op- options are getting tricked. All right, the dating is getting tricked. King Chris, thank God for your everyday guidance coach. I was tempted to start their approach game again, but remember your advice on delayed gratification. Yeah, Swing Out Museum, shout out to you. Uh, in some cultures, the family of the bride has to pay a dowry to the groom as an incentive for marrying their daughter. Where are all the dowries at? They're gone. They were made illegal in the shift towards feminism and romance. Women, the whole Disney scene, the whole Disney movies are based on this. This principle, Jasmine, Jasmine, and I think Aladdin. And I think there's another movie. uh, I want to say, I want to say Ariel, whatever, Little Mermaid. Their whole principle was they were going to go away from the arranged marriage, right? And they wanted to marry the guy out here in these streets. In these streets. They didn't want to do what daddy said. They don't want to follow that line. They didn't want to fall under the protection model of daddy. So they want to marry the dude under the sea. All right. Aladdin, uh, Jasmine don't want to arrange marriage. She want to go out here and marry the uh, the street rat. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> under the sea. That's the whole thing, man. And so with this idea is that they're getting young girls to say, I'm going to relieve the I'm going to leave the protection model of daddy. 
And then I'm going to go out there and marry who I want and make it work. Now, how's that been working? It don't work. It don't work. Divorce rate sky high, rocket, skyrocket. The whole I'm not happy. I'm not happy. The whole getting pregnant <laughs> and pregnant uh, outside of marriage by a guy who's not responsible. All right. You, you're complaining, but you're not allowing people to protect you. Charles Jones. Hi, I love funny. He says, Coach, like Patricia O'Neill used to say, a man's box is our time and money to which they have no trouble screwing. Value your boys, gentlemen. He says, value your boy, gentlemen. And then in the finesse, that's our box, time and money. That's where we get pissed when we get finessed. All right, but, you know, you guys leverage time and you guys don't get pissed most of the time if you get finessed with it. But when it comes to money, y'all going to get pissed. But you don't realize time and money is one and the same or time produces money and time is not infinite, but money could be infinite. But you guys will leverage the time and you don't even know how much time you have here. What if your heart stopped ticking tomorrow and you out here wasting time with straggle daggles trying to get some free peace leave? All right, come on, man. Purov says, Coach, what should a girl, a guy do if a girl got him chocolate cards? Plus, it was already predetermined that she was going to give up the peace leave, get my bag and run. Wait a minute. She bought you stuff. And you're going to get the peace leave? Wait, wait. If I got, what should a guy do if a girl got, take it. What? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Unless you don't like her. I mean, unless there's something to avoid, she's trying to put it down on you. But again, that could be a trap too. But you're going to get, she giving up some sleeve unless she fat, you know what I mean? And you don't want to hit it. Go and get it. I mean, that's a layup. Those are what we call layups, <laughs> All right? But you got to have an exit plan. Gentlemen, always have an exit plan when your salami is concerned because your salami will lead you into a trap. Always have an exit plan. So if you don't like this woman and she's doing this and you know you're going to pump and dump her and you know you're going to bust and hit post nut clarity and you know she's going to look like a busted Pillsbury biscuit can when your beer goggles come off, well, then you better have an exit plan for that because she's trying to romance you. And hopeless romantics are the worst, most toxic people in the, in the atmosphere. So watch out. Rational irrationality says a woman's value is based on her box. I'm already used to eating low value tuna at a price of 99 cent doesn't smell or keep me full. Ooh, the tuna for real. Not, not to mention that when you go low value too many times and that stank box opens up and the room smells like Medusi and you just like, oh, you're disgusted with yourself. I mean, you can only have so many times where you're disgusted with yourself. Right. Uh, so the value is there. And the people that want to disagree with me, I always say, okay, if that was off the table, what would you do? Would you want the woman? Take the box off. Take the possibility of sex off. A Alan Roger Curry, ARC. Take the possibility of ever having any relationship sexually with her. Would you marry her? Date her? Would you spend time with her? Would you hang out all weekend with her? Would you buy her gifts? Would you do anything for her? The answer is nope. You would do nothing for her. You would immediately. She says, nope, there's no possibility. You would cut her off cold. All right. But people think that there's something else of value. That's not, that's not value to you. That's something else in addition to. That's valuable to her. And you end up 
doing what she wants to do and being on our program. He says, cheers, Coach. Parav says, cheers, Coach. I meant, should I do anything back? Oh, I see. Should I give her anything back? Nope. (laughs) No, she made the investment. That's the same as if you brought her flowers and chocolate and whatnot. Would she get you flowers and chocolate back? She probably wouldn't. All right. She's bringing the value to you. Let her heap value onto you. But have an exit plan. <laughs> Is it a thing, girl? Have an exit plan. Know what post-nut clarity is and respect it. I actually respect post-nut clarity now much more than ever. And so I'd rather go higher value as much as I can. High-hanging fruit. I'd rather aim high and miss than aim low and hit any day of the week. I'm not trying to bang low-hanging fruit anymore. I've, done, I've been a nasty boy, but my nasty boy days are over until I have to come back to it and I need to be a nasty boy. But I was a nasty boy, and um, I ended up being disgusted with myself and disgusted with the smell, the aroma, the looks, the sight, the extra time that I had to pay attention, the, the second round. I end up being literally like, I'm, I wish I wasn't here after I got post-nut clarity. And I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I was tired of it. And that that's what led me to do what I was doing. It's like too much. <laughs> I can't only go at too many big women anymore. I'm done. It's nice every now and then, but I'm done. You know what I mean? Like I want somebody firm and in shape, young, tight skin. I'm tired of going out, sitting across from 42-year-old women, listening to them being half feminist, half progressive, half liberal, half traditional. Mm. I don't have to listen to it no more. Now I'll be listening to young girls like this. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. (laughs) You look like a freshman. (laughs) And I spend a couple of hours with them. They get fed Jasmine Rice. I get the run pipe and they go home. What a t- what a time. No, anyway, shout out to the coach gang. It's not that easy, but I'm just telling you, man. You guys got to measure what you're what you're offering here and see what's up. All right. Time is my biggest value, and I'm not wasting it. Shout out to the coach gang. Shout out to this three-hour stream. So it's time to cut bait. And I gotta go run some errands. Beautiful. I got a question. Yes, babe. If you weren't married to me, what you'd be doing right now? In these streets. You'd be in these what? <laughs> I believe a dude should be tied up in the street. <laughs>